everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 128. I, of course, have Tom, and somewhere out there is Neil. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing fine tonight, Tom. It's a little bit later than usual, but uh, I think I think I'll manage to stay awake. I hope. Mental mental note, Neil. We're at episode 128. We should talk about episode 20. Hmm. Just put a. You don't think so? Hold on. Uh, episode. No, well, you, you you cut out there for a second. Episode what? We should talk about what? 28. Episode 28. Why? What happened on 28? Remind me. Our great controversial lost episode. Oh, shit. Really? Was that was that was 28? Holy crap. I think it was 28, yeah. Wow. Anyway, we, listen, we have a guest today. Oh, of course, you can reach us on normal normal spots, PunkTillIDie77 at Gmail, and PunkTillIDie Podcast on Facebook. But we have a guest today that I know Neil and I are very excited about. Tom is not at all famous. Tom is so excited he cut out there for a second. <laughs> anyway, we have we have my old friend and frequent podcast partner back in the day, Adam White from the Great White North of Canada. How are you doing, Adam? This is an auspicious start. Hi, Tom. How are you? Dude, I, I suck at intros. Even after all these years of podcasting with you and John, I never could do an intro worth a shit. Of course, if you listen back to our episodes, the intros were never that great either, if we're being honest, so... I guess I came yeah, it was by a lot of winged things. Yes, I, I'm surprised you guys had the uh, had the courage to actually have a lost but it's episode. It's weird because I don't think that we Adam have, and we... I. Well, the story behind the lost well, episode but... is it's it's not truly a lost episode. It's that the guest that we had on demanded that we take it down. <laughs> so oh. it's not it's not lost per se. As um, uh, yeah, we didn't want to get a lawsuit or something, so we had. To... It's only happened once, and we're not even quite sure why. He demanded that we take it down, but he but asked. It could happen so again. I feel like there's could happen again very tonight. little that I've ever recorded that we haven't just blindly put out without much quality control. So, like, like a lost episode is, is an amazing amount of restraint. Well, well, this was out. This was out there for like nine months, and if not a year, and all Ooh, of a sudden, okay, out well, of the that's, blue, that's quite a turnaround. Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, out of the blue, this person texts us and says, "Please take my episode down." So. So we're, we're so, still uh, we're still unsure as to why that happened, but there you go. So if I could, if I could give Adam a little a little intro here yes. and actually try to go ahead. build him up a little bit, Adam was one of the original punk news guys twenty mm. years ago, or so. and he was one of the founders of the Punk News podcast. And it seems like at one point he was for the first few years I was there at least he was definitely the boss even though he sort of resented the title and the implications of it. <laughs> I but still he do. Was, <laughs> he was sort of the guy who ran the site. Well, what what is your uh, what is your involvement right now, Adam? I kind of took it that you really have no involvement with punk news at all anymore. Or are you still sort of like a managing editor type role? Uh, I I've forced I've um, I was able to say forsworn. I don't know if that's a word though. Um, I've I've rejected any. Uh, editorial label because that implies responsibility and I don't want that to um, turn around and, and bite me. The I went there was a number of years where you know something would happen on the internet and eventually it would trickle back and become my problem and yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really yeah. trying to avoid that being a, a part of my my life at the moment. So so I am uh, I, I'm the whatever you want to call it I'm, I'm the janitor I'm the I'm like the the groundskeeper or or whatever at the moment. Uh, I, I I retain all of my my amazing punk news powers. Um, I'm just not doing anything at the moment, and no one's really expecting me to do anything at the moment. I, I pull a few 
technical levers on the back end. Um, I, I help everyone's podcasts go online and I'll, I'll probably step in and help like edit year end lists or something that, that the end of the year this year, but at the moment, yeah, I'm not really doing anything and I, I'm not doing anything like very purposefully as a, as a, as a mental health exercise. And it's pretty good so far. Hmm. See, I was under the impression that you had totally walked away, but I'm glad that you kind of have a hand in things still, at least a little bit. Because it really connects the site to its origins, right? Yeah, no one's no one's kicked me out. But I mean, the part of the thing is that no one can kick me out. And that that sort of speaks to the um, <laughs> that doesn't speak to my power. That speaks to the lack of power that everyone has. Like, like n none of us are really like if the site disappeared tomorrow, even for a technical reason, none of us would be able to do anything about it because none of us are actually um, like have any means of control over what punk news is. It's just something that like continues to exist inexplicably. So we use it sometimes. I don't, but the rest of them do. Well, I tell, I tell you what, for those of us, um, for those of our listeners who might've come, they didn't come from punk news. Um, could you explain a little bit about some of the history of punk news and how it started and who started it and that kind of thing? Yeah, because I think this, uh, I'm, I'm, there's nothing I like more than to actually talk about punk news history. So this is <laughs> this is good. Um, but no, but I mean this this is the, I think that like knowing where punk news came from is is part of understanding about about why it has so stubbornly stuck around after all these years. So uh, punk news was started by a guy named um, Aubin Paul, and uh, Aubin was from Toronto at the time, and he he had a like a like a skate-based paper zine in uh, maybe like 98, 99 or something like that. And and he was a computer programmer by trade. So he went and he put this thing online, created Punk News in, uh, let's say, about 2000, maybe like late 99 or early 2000, put this thing online. And you have to kind of place yourself on the internet in 2000 because this was pre-most of the things that we sort of take for granted, but it's even pre things that we're nostalgic about at this point. Cause like, I like th there was a certain point when MySpace showed up and we were very, like we had got our nose out of joint that, that we had to keep linking to MySpace and all these stories that we were <laughs> writing. So, so like th that was, that was like a new kid on the block at a certain point that we, we were all really suspicious of. So that when punk news popped up, there was really nothing that was doing what we were doing. And even your kind of established, um, uh, punk properties that were out there in the world either had really anemic or no web presence. So it, it wasn't like we showed up, but there was like a really good, you know, maximum rock and roll website or something like that. Sure. Like, just like we, we showed up and there was a vacuum. And the one thing that we did at the start that I think works to our advantage was at, for whatever reason, and I don't know, I don't know where this came from because this isn't in Aubin's background; it's not in mine. Is we kind of fancied ourselves journalists, <laughs> so we're so we would approach the stories that we were posting with, like, with our with our bad interpretation of like what a J school graduate would do, or we would actually go and like follow sources and try not to report on rumors and do all this kind of crap, right? And because we did that, we inexplicably got. Um, trust from the various labels that were out there and also sort of getting online at the time. And I, I think like the, the point, the point where all of a sudden it became known that we, uh, we were onto something was, I think it was, it was in one of those first few years, but like we, we had written a story, Aubin written a story about how, um, 
I think Guttermouth left whatever label they were on and signed to Nitro, like that label that Dexter Holland from The Offspring um, owned right. for a while. Sure. Uh, like it, like the early AFI and stuff like that was on it. Um, so like Guttermouth signed to Nitro from whatever label they were on. I don't know, maybe they're on Epitaph or whatever. And so we posted the story, but then like someone from one of the labels involved kind of called up Aubin. I don't know if this was the time where I guess you could get people's phone numbers and call them up, called up Aubin and, and was like, is that real? Like, is that true? we're like what do you mean is that true like yeah we we confirmed it with the band and the label didn't know and the, the, that sort of was this like early indication where we're like oh we're filling some communications gap that seems to exist here that other people are are not filling at the moment and so we so we were we were like really early out the gate and it was the whole thing was modeled after existing um, existing publications that, it, that were in the tech world, like, um, but like, I don't, I don't know, like Neil, if this ever crossed your particular, particular plate, but there were, there was, maybe there still is, there was like a tech, uh, zine thing that was called Slashdot that was popular back in like the early, that, that time. And punk news, if you would have looked at punk news and Slashdot back in 2000, 2001, like they looked pretty much identical, except we were blue and they were green where, <laughs> people would submit stories and we would take their entire story and just put it in italics and then just write one or two sentences under it to kind of confirm or deny whatever crazy gobbledygook people had sent us in. And it even took like a few years after that before we started rewriting the submissions to be human readable text that was in, in some consistent voice. And, you know, there were no reviews or anything at the start. Like it was just, it was just complete wild west, but we were really early out the gate and the just because we were really early out the gate we we became one of those things that a lot of people went and hung out on when sure. they were in we were in those formative years and people like I'll talk to people these days and they talk about punk news in the same way that like uh people will talk about like oh they used to hang out on live journal or, or something like that right like it's one of those web properties <laughs> AOL that, yeah, AOL basically yeah, right? is like, what you are like like it like it existed <laughs> it, it, it it existed as a weird little community thing for this small segment of the of the subculture that we're all in and then the rest of the internet sort of sprung up around it and in a lot of ways like like in a lot of ways in every way sort of supplanted its 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 usefulness like like punk news isn't needed anymore when you have publications that can actually make money being publications and not just be like a like the weird blog side project of some programmer guy from toronto but i think because we were just around first we also had that brand recognition that was baked in at that point so we just kept going well if, and um if you were first and this is always i've always found this interesting why were you punknews.org and not dot com uh because slash dot was slash dot org i'm almost positive like oh, this cause... this text this tech site that that he had modeled it after was was that and for for years punknews.com got bought up by like someone in like germany or something like that and it it was running like as a parallel but but like lesser version of us hmm. that that was out there doing their own thing just like infrequently updated and then at like at some point the person that owned it moved on with their life but we didn't and we bought the name and then we, we own that now as well but yeah the the dot org the dot org stuck around really really from the start and i don't know if like that if that somehow played into this um uh, the this this brain disease where we all had where we thought that we were like 
actual serious journalists or, or doing something that was outside of the realm of um, just like weird nerds blogging on the internet. But we, we always were like operating as if like, oh, there's these gossip blogs that are over there that are just posting whatever the fuck that they get. And, but then there's us and we have some, we have some slightly higher standard for what we're doing. And, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. whether we lived up to it or not, but that, that was like, that, that was what we would internalize. Like there was, there was a standard, like I have a style guide that's floating around in a Google doc from years ago where we, we actually go over like, you know, like the, the how, like we're like we're the fucking New York Times, right? Like, like this is how you write a punk news story. And Damn. this is how we, uh, you took it seriously, dude. We, yeah, we, we did the problem. And this is why I was joking about mental health earlier is the, like the problem is that we took it, we took it seriously enough and we did it for long enough that it's completely, it, it it's, sort of impossible it's become impossible to quit in a way because you feel we feel responsible i think yeah. we feel responsible for mean. it yeah right and it, we feel responsible for it in a way that that i know that i can't actually do anything about well and that's probably what really why in the past year I, i've i've backed away i mean in the past year i've formally backed away i think more than i have i haven't been like super active outside of the podcast in the past several right but the but the but it's one of those things where i look at it right now and i'm like oh like like this would this would work way better if we put in a you know serious effort to bring in you know x number of people that have this kind of background and get them all working stuff. but then all of a sudden i'm staffing something and i'm staffing like i'm running hr for yeah. the company yeah you're doing that, another job you're doing I'm, another I'm, job I'm, yeah and it's all I'm doing, it's all, yeah, vol- right. it's all volunteer so it's, it, it, hard it's to all, have it's a real all, yeah standard. right yeah like it's all it's so but then that then then you get into all kinds of like funny labor issues where like oh hold on i'm gonna start roping people in to work for free for this thing and i don't even really not even in regular contact with the owner like the owner like aubin is a great He's always been wonderful to me. I speak no ill of him, but he is like a mysterious Bengali of, of a person. Like he, he vanishes for, at this point, he hasn't written anything on the site for years, right? Like he just sort of leaves it to us to do stuff with. I, I don't, so I don't think he's real. I don't think he's real, Adam. I've been involved with this site for over seven years uh, and I have had real contact with him. I think he's like Aunt Jemima. I think he's a corporate... Like, <laughs> like well, see, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, like I went to his wedding. He's been to my wedding. Like, I know that he exists as a flesh and blood human being, but he's one of these guys that, that even when you would, would meet him in person, he was like a little bit inscrutable and a little bit hard to kind of figure out what he was all about. And you really, and he would, you know, he hated the, he hated the spotlight. He did. He really seemed to, you know, shy away whenever, especially whenever like one of us would cause some sort of controversy where the site itself would become a problem. Like that was not the kind of thing that he wanted to be involved in. And he, you know, he was, he, he always guy gave me the impression that he would be totally fine if no one knew who he was at all. But if he, you know, walked by the, you know, the Pentagon, someone would like give him a little nod out the window and you know, right? Like where he'd be like, like the, pa- the power brokers who are actually running the world would know who he is, but, yeah. but, but no one in the public would know who he is. Like he's he, like he that guy in projects, the blackness. Yeah. He, he projects that kind of, of stuff, but like the, uh, I, I have to imagine that it does not interest him to be running this thing anymore but he shows up every few years to do like tech stuff on it. Like, like, like I'll, he'll show up and be like, I, you know, I, I changed the banner or something. And I was like, Oh, hi, how are you? And he's like, I have a daughter now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he vanishes again. And then I, I, I never hear from him. So it's, so 
you know, he, he can keep doing what he wants. Like it's his site. But at the same point, I'm not comfortable running HR for um, someone's mysterious shell corporation. So I should probably uh, probably not put myself in a place where I'm doing that. And I feel like the more the more I would turn around and personally invest myself in punk news, the more I kind of feel the pull of putting myself into this um, thing. We're not, not just where I'm doing unpaid writing. Cause I'm okay doing unpaid writing. Cause I kind of get what I'm getting back out of it, but like, I'm actually doing like unpaid managerial work. Sure. And I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. I can't do that. In your real job, in your real world, as well as this imaginary world. Hey, I tell you what, why don't you well, pick a, pick a yeah, song? I was gonna say, it's time for a song break. You know, come on. Let's yeah. Get professional here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, at least, am I right? Stay still first, Adam. One yeah. Of the things I miss, one, one of the things I miss most about our time that we used to spend together is listening to Adam. He's a huge advocate of Canadian music, which I love. I'm, I'm a big advocate of Midwestern music, too, you know. But I'd always love it when Adam would pontificate five minutes introducing a song that was like 30 seconds long. So <laughs> let us have it, Adam. Let us have it. Oh, I don't know how long this – oh, this song is a minute and 18. Oh, that's, that's not to my standards. Okay, here. I'm going to play a bunch of Canadian music because Neil told me I could. Um, all right. This is a new band. Uh, well, in fact, maybe not a new band, but it is a currently active band. Uh, they're operating out of Vancouver. They're called Chain Whip. Uh, they, I guess, ostensibly play kind of like a, a early Californian style hardcore, but it's it's like very hard hitting and very fast. And um, the this lead singer um, Josh Nichols sounds like he's like gargling razors the whole time, and um, it's it's super mean. But it, it involves a bunch of people that were in bands that people may have heard of. Uh, there was some power pop bands that were kind of floating around the Vancouver area that all grew out of, um, what was the earliest one? It would have been like, like there was like the Newtown Animals, and then the Newtown Animals became the Transmitters, and the Transmitters. Transmitters, I know. I've heard of those. Yeah, guys I actually have a Newtown Animal 7-inch, at least one. Yeah. They, 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 were, they were like smugglers adjacent back when that kind of band okay. was active. And then, but anyways, the most recent one that they were in was like uh, Fashionism, and then the, like Chain Whip is like, it sounds nothing like any of those bands, but it has some of the same personnel and is super angry. So anyways, um, Josh runs Neon Taste Records out of Vancouver and they put out really fucking cool stuff. They put out like, like you and Tom would love. There's a <laughs> there's a, a band called like Bootlicker that's on there that you would be super into. Mm. So anyways. I've seen that. haven't heard it yet. Ooh. Yeah. You, sh you sh check out Bootlicker. Um, anyways, so this is, uh, the song is called Two Step to Hell. It's off a uh, 10 inch or 12 inch. It's a 12 inch. Sure, whatever it is. It's an EP. It's a 12-inch EP because you can't make seven inches anymore for a good price um, that they just put out. Very good. You're amazing, man. You didn't even take a breath. Go on. So, so this is Chain Whip with uh, Two Step to Hell.
chain whip there with two step to hell. And I tell you what, you guys, and, uh, Tom, it's very exciting. The t-shirts, yes. the t-shirts were just delivered to my to my uh, lobby. So oh, you, is that right? You have the yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, I have the t-shirts. No, they were, they were just dropped half. off. So I tell you what, you guys talk it up while I go pick them up before they get stolen, okay? And I'll be right back. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it, it's funny. It, like I said, Adam, it's, it's, so it's funny. You used to podcast every single week. I mean, for a year straight, you and John and I were kind of the standard crew after Ricky left. Do you miss that? Oh, yeah, I totally do. And I mean, like I I miss I mean, I, I, I miss talking to you. I miss talking to John. I mean, like like I had you have very few opportunities as as like a as an adult male, especially in the covid era to just have conversations with people that are not your your wife or kids. At least or I don't. Co-workers. Um, yeah. Or coworkers. I don't. My coworkers don't want to talk about the, this fucking shit either, right? So, sure. so yeah, it's it absolutely filled like a like an emotional gap for me, and that was very useful. And were were, were it still a part of my life, I, I feel that like if the show was just the intro, like like if it was nothing but like we would start a call and then just like bullshit for an hour and then put it out, um, I'd probably I'd probably still be looped into doing that. But but again, I, I'm 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 worried about, and maybe I shouldn't be, but like I'm worried about like what kind of quality control was is going into those kinds of things, and to actually have to, you know, be looking at what stories we were going to be talking about, and and you know making sure I have something intelligent to say about them and all that stuff. I just don't have the time. It's like my kids; they keep staying up later. So it it, it just became this thing where, where at a certain point, I was looking at it and going like if I had an evening, like an extra evening in my life every week, like, holy fuck, the things that I would do. And so I, <laughs> I, I opted for that. And you well, know what I do with that? I, I, I watch like watch old episodes of Star Trek, but like, but like, yeah. I need that, right? Like I, I just need to do, sure. I need to do, I, I've, I've, I've been for 20 years filling my life with like little, little internet tasks and to just cut something and say, I'm going to do nothing and I'm not going to fill this with like other useful work. It is just going to be time is, is what, is what was what I need. So that's, that, that was, that was useful. I miss doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in a room right now. It's full of fucking sound foam stuck to the wall. So that like podcasting is clearly something that I want to do, but like in the abstract want to do, it's not something that I can actually make happen. I think. Well, I, th- I think there is something that it does kind of grind you down doing it weekly. And I think that the format Thanks, of the of the weekly, well, <laughs> what we want. Because I think it's two issues. It's A, Adam had been doing it for 10 one, And two, the format is kind was kind of dogmatic. Now, it seems like they've gotten a little more flexible on that. But the fact of the matter is, some weeks there just wasn't anything good to talk about. But it was like we felt the need to stick to this formula whether it worked or not. And and it, it would definitely, for me, it, it came down to, I was doing this two or three times a week and doing that every week, and it was way too much of a time commitment. I was just hiding up in my bedroom all the time and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I had I had a really grand I assume plan. That's a but like, I, I have this plan that, that is still still sitting around on my desktop somewhere about what I what I kind of wanted to do with the show, and it was really to, to 
do it really well. Like I was going to, we were going to get a website for it and, and figure out some of the hosting annoyances and give it its own name that maybe, maybe didn't, you know, pulled it, pulled it away from the I, expectations I was of, being, of those. I was involved with some of those conversations. Right. Sure. And, I, and I, I had all this stuff kind of built up and then it was just like, okay, pull the trigger and start to do it. And John was all on board with this and everything. And, 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 you know, he, he would give me like a huge amount of, of faith in kind of putting this plan together. And then I just got to the point where it was like, okay, like put up or shut up. Am I going to do this or just keep talking about doing it? And then I just stop and be like, I'm like, like, what am I going to, what am I going to have time to do any of that? Like, like, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to half-ass it. So yeah. it, so it, it just became like, it, it really became a, a more healthy thing for me to say, you know what, I'm going to get out of the way and just let the world turn for a bit and then, and then figure out where I am after that. And I'm, totally fine with that at this point i mean like i i miss talking to everyone like absolutely but on the other hand you know they 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 filled my slot with with like a bunch of women that you know we otherwise wouldn't have been able to get onto the show every week just because they weren't in the habit of doing it and now they are and that's awesome and i'm you know i'm so i'm just i'm, I'm kind of i'm totally happy with how that's evolved and and gone and moved and and you know it did did not need me at the at the moment yeah same same here i i certainly acknowledge that it would well, once it stopped being fun and started being work for me, it was time to do my own thing. And that's what we've been doing. And I, once again, I think this podcast can fill some of the void of the who maybe don't care for the way the new one is gone or vice versa. Or, you know, we we all have our little niche. Right. So, um, well, there wasn't, yeah, I, there, I, there wasn't so much. I mean, you know, I, I always I used to write in and say this. Right. There wasn't so much punk on the punk news podcast anymore. It was some 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 episodes. It was anything but punk on the punk news yeah. podcast which just got kind of odd so if you were going to rename it Adam i think i, I think that would have made sense particular taste yeah and what? i think to call what neil i missed that oh, oh just to rename it in general and they had a good they had a good name picked out actually yeah and i, I think i think that would have made Adam that would have made a hell of a lot more sense and i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying that to be calling something that it wasn't it was like calling an nfl podcast and talking about baseball or something you know what i mean they well, just and when that when that podcast first started, like the format of it actually came out of um, actually you know the format of it came out of, and this is gonna this is gonna date me to a certain age of being on the internet that people are maybe not gonna get, but do you remember Dig? Yes. It was like a proto. It was before Reddit. Like Reddit killed it when Reddit showed up, but it was like before yeah. that, like Dig was the I do thing. Not. Um, it was the same kind of thing. People would submit stories and they would upvote them, right? Um, and or they would, I guess, they would dig them. Was that their whole thing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. what the yeah. fuck, right? They would click. They would click a, a thing, and the story would go up or down. Um, so, Dig was really early into doing. Um, uh, they had like a some company that was attached to that web company that was making like like online videos before like YouTube is really the place even where those would happen. Like these were just like videos that were on some some subscription website or something right they, they, so they had a, they had they had a show that they had put out called dignation and what dignation did every week uh was they took like the top dug or upvoted or whatever the fucked stories from dig and they were just like the, like three or four talking heads would sit around and they would just like go through them like hey these were the top stories to do and that was actually originally what the punk news podcast's um intention was with like let, let's grab the top four or five most commented on stories in the week from the site and we'll roll with that. And, you know, uh, it, we didn't, 
we were we're never doing that like with any um we're never actually looking at that uh, as our metric for including stories as the years went on but that was the original intent and that was still sort of baked into the dna of the show is like we pick a bunch of stories and talk about them and mm. and and it it's 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 tough because the music world especially in the past few years is you know in in a way is pretty fucking boring and right where the the way that like the press interacts with the the music press is is like super formulaic and it, in a way doesn't lend itself super well to commentary so if if green day puts out the third single from the upcoming album that's coming out it's a big story in that green day is a big band and a lot of people are going to be talking about it but but like how do you how do you actually react to that in a way that's going to be entertaining to a listener like it's it's hard right like 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 tom did you see the video and it's like yeah i didn't like it it sucked right yeah it but was pointless <laughs> right, but the, but the person, but the person, the person listening, I was never even sure if they got too much about that, and I worried about that shit all the time. But it, I don't think that. I mean, like I, 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 I the listenership was always stable on the show, so I feel that the show was more. They, they didn't care too much about what we were talking about in a way, except they were they were in the same way that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, they kind of get used to the people that are doing it and they yeah. want to, they want to hang out with Neil and Tom yeah. every week. Like, in the, in the like same way that the, like hanging out at the bar with Neil and Tom. That's right. Exactly uh, right. Uh, right. And, and you know, the, the podcast always felt, felt really nice to me when there was, there were some weeks where we would just sit down and we would just bullshit about whatever. Right. Um, and so, you know, the, if, if we were to, if, if I was to have stuck around and we were to have evolved that into something else, then it would probably have gone more, more in that type of direction where we're not super reliant upon the news that's coming in. But again, the, the ambitions then became, well, well, let's do it. Like, let's, let's start doing like good regular features and actually like structure this like a real radio show and stuff like that where we're you know we're gonna talk about a classic album every week or something like that like we had this whole list of plans but then i'm just like i'm like yeah okay great I, if if the show was adam reads from list of plans then we could keep that going all the time but if the show was like adam takes list of plans and then gets everyone to agree to it and then actually makes it happen well that's where it was going to stumble so it was best that i not uh not do that well, I think it's a matter of, you know, it's like starting a new band. It takes a ton of energy to start a new band. But once you get a band going, it's not that hard to sustain it. And I think Punk News is actually a great example of that. Starting something that that scope today would be a really huge undertaking. But by the same token, to just kind of maintain it and keep it going doesn't seem to take so much energy. And same thing with a new podcast. It's just the amount of work it takes to get going um, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like it because, like I said, we're just two guys jerking around. But, man, we put a lot of energy into this thing to get to the point we are now where it's kind of self-sustaining. So you got to have be willing to put in the real early work, you know, and I don't I don't blame you one bit. Like I said, you started with punk news when you were a college kid. Now you're pushing 40. You're a dad. You know, it's your life has changed a tremendous amount. I can't believe how long you stuck with it, honestly. Uh, I, th th it's weird because I used to be able to 
and and this clearly shows you how when you are young you have nothing to fucking do right is that, <laughs> or, is that or unlimited energy i don't know about or on the, but both right yeah. i used to i remember when i was so like i finished i finished college although i'm going to call it university because canada yep. um and so like i i finished university and then i i moved home with my parents for a few months before um everyone decided it would be much better for everyone if i got an apartment somewhere and i remember i remember sitting on the couch in the front of my parents' house with, with, with my laptop, with like, like with my, my, my big white, um, uh, Tupperware looking, um, iBook kind of sitting on my lap and I would write like nine punk news stories. <laughs> like I would queue up the whole next day of news and just sit there for a couple hours and just like, like put together everything that was going to be on there at, for the next day. And that was, that was how like back when like me and and uh, Scott Heisel and um, and and uh, even even before like like uh, some of the other guys showed up like in those really early days like that was how a lot of that got done it was just like one of us would sit down and write the whole next day's worth of content and put it out and it never seemed particularly onerous to do that which says to me I was not doing enough stuff with my life. But <laughs> well, this was what you were like, doing with your life. Mate. Now doing like, this was now it. Doing like two story, well, it, now like it was, and like and, and it, 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 it definitely got me. Um, you know, I, I got the perks out of it, right? And there, there, there was a few like really sweet years there where, like, you guys are talking about going down to to punk rock bowling so you can get COVID and everything, right? But the back when we went to punk rock bowling in the in like two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, like those years where punk news was sending a team down. Like we were sending a team because it was when punk rock bowling was the like more bowling tournament than it was music festival. Um, and like we would go down there and we would we would see these label people that we were writing about. And there was like direct reciprocity that we were doing that stuff. Like you'd go down and you would you'd hang out with the people from Hopeless Records and you'd hang out with the people from Fat. And, and you know, we'd, we'd get, you know, I don't want to we'd get taken out for dinner by fat Mike and things like that. And it's like the things that we were doing for some reason seemed to matter enough to these people that they were going to spend money to engage with us. And it was, it was like a whole, a whole little time and place that I'm super thankful that I was a part of. You were getting payola, weren't you, Adam? We, we were totally, <laughs> oh man, like, like fat Mike bought us sushi at the hard rock hotel once <laughs> and it was nuts. Um, but the t-shirts, the lot. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I was gonna say, Neil. We're gonna have to make it known who we are once we get there. I've got all but, new but, T-shirts, mate. We can we can all be exactly. Yeah, the but that was but that was at the time where like again there was there was no there was no one else to try to butter up, right? Like you you had a lot of you had a lot of like you'd Thrasher and things like you had like skate zines that were out there, but you, there were there were very few people that were sort of in our space at the level of traffic that we were that were just writing about about punk music in the same way that, that, that we were, at least that we're focusing on it. Right. Like you didn't have your, you didn't have like Brooklyn vegan and new noise and, and I don't know, consequence of sound and whoever the, whoever else, whoever else are, that are all these websites that are out there these days. Right. Punctuation, like none of that stuff, yeah. th there wasn't an ecosystem of it. Right. So it, it was us. So it was, it was just, it was different. Like we get recognition wandering around. Um, I mean, partly because we were wearing bowling shirts that had punk news written on the back of it, but, but we would, we'd meet people and we'd get like really direct feedback from bands, like good or bad about like, like, you know, you, you wrote about me and it was, you know, it was great for us or, you know, you wrote about me and I want to fight you. And that, 
I feel that like that, that's not the, that's not the era anymore. So, so the fact that I had to sit on my mom's couch and like, waste my whole evening doing it allowed me to do those things and so that's that's cool i'm, I'm fine with that tell you what why well, do you pick listen, out another song yeah, i'm sorry say. i'm sorry tom I, I cut you off there no 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 i was gonna say the same thing we're, we're doing a very poor job of working these songs and we're gonna have to keep them on for like three hours at the rate we're going right now yeah right. that's okay we should, we, we, should, we should at some point tell people what i'm actually doing because the uh no 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 i'll tell you what when we come back t- tell us your new song and then we'll come back and actually talk about what you're doing now yeah, because it's it's because I know tor- you're passionate. I know you're passionate about yeah. it, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for you in your within the context of your new project. So anyway, uh, play, I'm nothing play if song. not trying to hustle for the uh, where the where the, I don't know. I'm not a business person. I can't. Listen, I can't, yeah, I can't I speak Dude, that language. We all, the one thing we all have in common is we all suck at self promotion. He misses uh, that payola, sort of basically, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, anyway, that's sushi. What's 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 next? You know, it's funny. One more one more note on the on the songs. Adam always was like championing these canadian bands and usually at least once a year one like one band a year i would really get into so who's the who's it going to be this year chain whip maybe anyway go ahead you'd be, you be in the chain whip and you'd be in the bootlicker those are bands that you I, I like well, um, okay I like chain whip. You, you, you probably wouldn't be into this one because they, they sound like total ass but that's part of, that's part of the charm really so uh what, what, what like the best so the one of the best punk scenes in the nation um and uh, over the past, I don't know, like three or four years, has been what's going on in the the Maritime provinces in Atlantic Canada. So out of out of uh, Prince Edward Island and um, and uh, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Oh yeah, we've been hearing about that buzz. Down <laughs> yeah, here. that's there's a lot of buzz about that about that new fucking New Brunswick scene. Yeah, you you should. All right, no, no, but he, the, the but it's, it's really cool because you have all these guys, and actually, COVID has been very good for them in this sense. In that, even before COVID, they were operating in the way that musicians operate now, which is that they would they'd get together in these shitty little home studios, and they would bang out like a whole bunch of really gnarly kind of lo-fi punk songs that are recorded like total ass, and they would put out like a cassette run of twelve tapes and. You know the the three the three people on the internet that are really super into that style of punk rock would go totally bananas over it, and then the band would break up the next week, and they would form another band with the same people a week later, and just keep going. Um, so it's it's that kind of scene where they're just they're 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 super. There's so much churn that's in it, but it's all the same people, and they just keep coming up with new crazy bands, and each of them seems to be more. Um, more absolutely unlistenably lo-fi than the last but but there is but 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 there's a, there's there's like a ton of energy and creativity and stuff like that that's in that scene which is i think really interesting for it there's a label called suicide that is out there that that's putting out a lot of the the kind of really neat stuff that's on there um so the band i'm going to play is the bougie boys uh which is named after the devo yeah i was gonna uh, say these are de- these are devo ones right these uh, i've heard yeah, these guys so before so, so the bougies are named after the Devo character, but they don't really sound like Devo at all, except that they're they like they they have some of that weirdness, but they're not one of those like quote unquote like Devo core bands that are full of like sped up synths and things like that. Um, the like like bougies sound like 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 kind of like the the fastest, worstly recorded version of the Dead Boys that you can come up with, um, and, and it's a bunch of guys that are from uh, these super grimy like d beat style hardcore bands that that decided they wanted to go try to write pop 
punk and this is their version of that and it totally doesn't sound like that but th that was their intent when they walked into it so uh the bougies put out like a number of records in kind of short succession um a lot of them came out on drunken sailor the uk label and uh so i'm gonna play something from their first record from 2017 so the song is called confess plus control so this is bougie boys out of halifax <laughs> B-O-O-J-I, Bougie Boys with Confess plus Control. So I'm never sure how to pronounce that. I think that like Devo people actually pronounce it like Boogie. No, or boogie. that would be right. That would. I don't know. I, that's what I've. That's what I've read, and I'm well, like, you I'm might, like no, it I'm might, but, but even so, I have to kill that because that's got disco it's connotations. Like I can't call them so. Boogie Boys. Like that's just not right. Yeah, it's like a boogie board. It is, it, basically, it does suck when you only read a word over and over, and then you finally say it out loud, and everybody looks at you like you're growing a third head. Yeah. The internet is bad for that. <laughs> so, so Adam, for the last, so I'm going to say it's been a year or so, but I might be wrong. It might be longer than a year. You have been channeling your love of all things Canadian. I'm going to say punk, but also it kind of goes beyond that. 
with a newsletter called Some Party. Now, I think even the name of that is a reference to something Canadian, right? Yeah, it's named after a named after a Constantine's song, and they 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 were like a like an indie rock band that was active in in Guelph, which is where I went to school. Um, back back in the years when I was there. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, Guelph. Yeah, there's a Guelph. I know we steal all your names and and um, apply them to Canadian cities. Uh, Guelph is not far from London. Um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like someone from, from from fucking Tolkien. I'm sorry, but Guelph. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guelph. The mines but, of Guelph. Guelph is sort I of like was a, say you knew a girl from Guelph. Or it I knew is a, kind of like a Tolkien city. Like it is. It, it's a, it's a university town. Um, probably probably about like. You know, like an hour from everything in Ontario. So, like, it's you know, it's an hour out of out of Toronto primarily, but an hour from London, an hour from Hamilton, and all, all that kind of stuff. It, it, is, it is university there. This is like a, it's a for whatever reason, it is both like the big agricultural um, university. So it's like full of full of like Heshers and um, uh, you know, like a like cow folk that are there to learn about uh, veterinary medicine. Um, but it's also sounds like a blast. It, it is Party also like whatever the, you know, you could walk it is also the most sure. like the most leftist um <laughs> uh like 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 quasi commie school in in Ontario like it was the coolest place to go um and like so it was uh so anyway so uh th- th- it was yeah it was named after a band from Guelph that's I guess where I was going out with that so yeah so I have a newsletter it's called Some Party and I'm basically doing what I'm doing this similar similar co- format to what I was doing with individual punk news stories, but it's kind of coming out weekly, and so it's like you know these are the these are the bands that are putting out you know new music and new media, and I'm and I'm kind of like doing a doing a heartbeat of what type kind of like new stuff right? is coming like out. Yeah, like yeah, I'm 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 curating and aggregating a list of stuff that's coming out. The whole intent on doing it was I. I I was really, really tired of the punk news grind from a, from the standpoint of like, we would, sometimes we would hear about a, something really cool that we, we would be passionate about as a band. Like we'd, we'd really want it. We'd really want to like pump up that band, but we learned like, Oh, like that record came out two weeks ago. So it's not again, putting on our like journalism hat. It's not news at this point that that record exists in the world. Whereas it would be news if we, knew the record was going to come out but the fact that it's out is just it's just out there so it was always really weird to try to write punk news stories about like like hey there's this band you should go check it out because that implies more uh you know editorial slant than like punk news had convinced itself that it had don't you love it when you get an email from somebody's like hey my band put out a new record a month ago can punk news do a story about it like yeah like because well we could because we'd be like what's the What's the story, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like no, yeah, because I mean, I've had that happen to me a hundred times. I'm sure Adam's had it happen ten thousand times, you know. So, so some party was me trying to get. But it, it's it's a weekly newsletter, and the the whole notion of it being weekly was that I was not going to be on the same rhythm as the PR people because it got really aggressive in the last few years of punk news or the punk is still there. I it's not dead, right? But it, it, in the last few years of me actively writing for punk news, where we would go to write something. And, you know, the publicist would be like, oh, we want you to put this up. It'll be exclusive. And then we'd learn that, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, New Noise posted it like two hours ago. And we'd like turn around and shake our fist at the publicist person. And this became this weird race about about who the publicist could gin up to post about this thing first so that it could get out onto Twitter and on the and, and all the social bullshit. So I wanted to just do something that was like like. Short circuited the whole. You know, exclusive first to the gun social media thing that was there and was just 
a big blob of text that I was going to put out every week and people could get it when they get it. And if they get it three months later, then whatever. And just sort of work according to its own rhythm because it just it felt more natural to to do that than to just be jumping whenever the PR people said jump. So um, so some party is that and it is. It, it so there's I guess there's two things that I should kind of uh, put a pin in on this. So the one is is sort of the what what genre I'm actually talking about in it, and the so it of course starts from me having written about punk rock for 20 years, but what we find up here is that Canada is a small um, market, and the amount of active musicians that are actually going and doing things around here is 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 relatively knowable and relatively uh, relatively incestuous no matter kind of like what kind of music that you're talking about and you'll have people that are in you know inequivocal i pronounced that wrong punk bands right that will then move on to something that is totally not that and then dovetail right back into the genre and you there's no you know, there's no filter on their end about what they're doing. You know, a band like, you know, you guys have heard of something like Career Suicide out of, uh, sure, out, out of Toronto that, that they were active on like deranged records a few years ago and, uh, you know, shared members of Fucked Up and stuff like that. So you have, you have Career Suicide out there kind of touring around and doing hardcore stuff. So, like, Career Suicide in one of their later incarnations, they bring in a guitar player named Dallas Good, who's this insanely good guitar player. But Dallas Good plays for the Sadies, and the Sadies are like a, like 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 a psyche kind of alt country group. And but the stuff they put out is like super fucking cool. Now, if I was in the punk news context, I was like, oh, I'm I'm not really gonna write. It. Well, I would write about the Sadies, and it would just make people mad at me. But from the purity of what punk news should be is like I shouldn't be taking away space. Where, where I'm going to talk about, you know, the Buzzcocks so I can talk about the Sadies. But, but is there really any pure, I mean, is there really any purity at this point, Adam? No. Are you just well, but, 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 sort of... it's, it's implied, right? Like the, the name Punk News looms <laughs> over you. Like you're like, I should be. Oh, don't get Neil started. Not for, you, for you, right? perhaps it like, does. Like <laughs> Neil, Neil is a thing, uh, is, you know, like infamous as being a thorn in our ass about this, but you're not entirely wrong. Like it is what it says on the can, right? Like it, like it is called Punk News. So, so in this case, so so some party, you know, it, it starts from from a lot of punk because that's what I know, but it ends up going off into like all sorts of little weird directions from there. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of weirdly there there is a lot of um, well, there's a lot of garage rock, of course, but there's a lot of psych rock and stuff that's starting to work its way into that just because that's where those scenes seem to be going. And that's what a lot of those guys seem to be doing. But they're playing this like this, like acid fried, like just 70s psych stuff. Um, and that just keeps creeping into it. Um, well, you're you know, kind of I'm, following you're just following the trail, right? So it's, it's a natural progression, at least you're kind of. Uh, yeah. And these guys, my, oops, wherever they go. The thing that makes me the most happy is when I can write about a band and then be like, you know, and but this guy was a member of this band and a member of that band and a member of that. Like, like if I could, if I could have one of those um, murderer uh, boards that detectives have in in TV shows where you're just like using yarn to like, well, you know, there was there put, was a, there was a famous old English magazine. Well, I think it was English called Zigzag. Did you ever see that music magazine? And they were they were famous for doing those kind of like flowcharts of like yeah. band histories and shit like that. So maybe you, sh you maybe you should be maybe you should resurrect that. I, I, I'm sure I saw people ripping that off in Canadian publications when I was a kid. Um, and 
there like like that's the kind of thing that I really get off on. So there's a lot of that sort of baked into what bands I'm talking about on there. I mean, my biases come into it. The stuff that gets too poppy, I don't really care too much to talk about. But it, it it's 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 but I will I'll totally I'll totally go down like like you know real like Neil Youngy folk holes that would make um, Neil. Uh, you know, you any, any uh, uh, scream, but anytime an artist sells more than 400 copies of something, you or uh, Adam turns his back on them as being too commercial. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's weird though, because there's, there's a very quantifiable amount of people that give a shit about this kind of thing. Like there's, yeah. there's maybe five to 700 people in Canada that give a crap about the scene that I am loosely talking sure. about. And they, it, it, it's incredible, and th- this is part. This is part of why I'm focused on Canada in the first place. Is that they will drift between places that have that that outside of the fact that we have this really inconvenient southern border that sticks us up here. Is th- there's no reason any of these people should know each other. Like you'll have guys that'll play in bands out out in Halifax, out in the Atlantic. That that'll then move over to they'll, they'll go to Montreal, they'll go to Ottawa, they'll go to Toronto, they'll go to Calgary, they'll go to Vancouver. There's like thousands of kilometers between any of those places like uh, miles state, please miles please adam <laughs> yes okay, we don't sorry do um, there, there is there is well, i don't, I don't know what the conversion is there is like a hundred thousand miles from one of those places to the other i don't actually know. I think... but the um <laughs> i think that would be fewer but the, okay the, the the smaller number on my odometer is what they um but the but like there's the, in anywhere that's more populous you would not have the movement of single individuals between those scenes in the way that they they go here but but they do and you can go to a music festival in any one of those big cities here and you'll see the same dudes walking around like big, big like city. It, it, big city like, like the, yeah like there's the same fans <laughs> the same bands right the same the same the same everything it, like it, even like like i was i was um I got to go up to like a music festival in like like way up north in Quebec, like like seven hours north of Montreal, so like north. And it was like this like little copper mining town Jesus. where no one spoke any <laughs> like fucking the English Arctic at all. Circle, basically. Right, like like it was it was north. There's still Vikings the fucking living there. Around. But like <laughs> like you, you, I'm wandering around at like three in the morning and like someone would walk around the corner and be like, hey, and I'm like, it's you, right? Like and I, I, they're not a friend of mine, but I've seen them at like twenty times, right? And it just it's it's weird how how just the people that are within that that like we're gonna play guitar music scene i guess seems to travel across here so that's the whole reason some party exists like fuck canada i don't care too much about that at all you like like canada. it's not something don't lie you love canada i mean i have a lot of examples where america is doing something worse and because of that you know we feel really good about ourselves right yeah you but, guys always do keep your sense of moral superiority yeah, up smug there, bastards you? <laughs> but 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 let but let me tell you like like the COVID era has illuminated that we have every nutter that you guys have right they're up here too they're 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 doing their same dumb shit and the so there's you know and and there's certainly nothing virtuous about about this place nothing special even necessarily about the music or anything that's going on up here it's just where I happen to be right sure so if I'm gonna throw the effort into this it it feels a lot more like satisfying to be able to like go to a show see the bands that are playing there 
And like the shows that we'd see around here end up being just like this grab bag of genres because again, there's not enough bands and not enough people, right? So you go to one of these shows, there's there's all kinds of crazy stuff going out there. I can go home, I can write about any or all of it that I want. And then, and it's my people, right? And it's my scene that I'm writing about. And that's 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 why, you know, that's the why behind the Canada thing. Like the, I, I, I it, like even though it's a cool looking uh, symbol, like it really, I really stopped myself from like slapping maple leaves all over this thing as I was putting it together because I'm like, I'm like, it's not really about like, it's not like rah, rah, look at us. Right. Like we, we, we got, we got bands that sound like, you know, devil dogs. Like everyone has that. Right. Well, so like we you, don't, you and, I have, you and I have had this conversation before, Adam, there's nothing wrong with, if you are from an up underrepresented scene, there's nothing wrong with you trying to make that, make it better. I mean, if you're from New York city and you have every great band in the world, I think you have a little less, you know, right to sort of be territorial about it. But when you're from these sort of underserved areas, I think it's okay that we, you know, really pimp our own area. I would like to think that, like, if I was from, I don't know, like Denton, Texas, that I would have a similar type of thing that I was putting into the world that would be like about Texas, right? (laughs) Like, 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 instead, instead of me going and saying, okay, I'm going to draw lines out from the Constantines and connect to as many bands as I can. I'd be like, I'm going to draw lines out from the Marked Men and I'm going to talk to about as many of these bands that they've been in. I was hoping you were going to go like and... Butthole Surfers or Dicks or something older. <laughs> you see, I don't know that much about Denton. I know the Marked Men are from there. <laughs> I, so. um, I, couldn't, I couldn't point it out on a map, no. So, so yeah, so that's that, that that's what some part but, is. So it's, listen, a, it's an email newsletter. It's also on the web if, if you don't like email. But, I'll um, tell you what, I'm going to... We're going to play another song, and then I am going to go get another drink, and I'm going to let Neil take over for a minute while I do that, and he's going to go through with you how people can find you on the interwebs and whatnot. But why don't you play another song first while I go? I've I've had a little COVID myself here up here in Michigan, uh, Adam, and I'm treating myself with rum and coke, and I'm afraid my medicine's <laughs> almost gone. So I'm going to go. <laughs> good man. To, that be, up. Good to, man. To, to be very, very uh, – stereotypical here i am drinking a a whiskey from wayne gretzky's uh distillery don't get me wrong it's not very good it's what was on sale at the liquor store but it go. is uh tom would be drinking the okay. uh the, the whiskey right, from, ahead, from the minor league guy is what, is no, what I, he would, the, he I go to sam's i go to sam's club and get half gallons yeah. all right so i'm gonna let you introduce the next song and then i'm i will be back in a minute <laughs> in 10 minutes when he's done you can come back <laughs> we, we don't have, we don't have we don't have the bulk liquor that you guys do like i can't go i can't go to costco and get and get booze here it's just it's not a dude thing i ne- i never normally go to costco and i went on sunday for the first time in years and i could not believe it yeah the, the you can get these industrial sized jugs of gin and uh you know, for like twenty bucks or something like that. You know, and it's supposed the, to be decent stuff too. So I, I don't the, know. But. They, they, they just built one down the street from my house, and it, it, it's. We used to have to like drive to another city to go to there to like buy like bulk toilet paper or whatever. But now, but now it's here. So we're like, we're like, we're gonna go there and just get butter. Like walk in there, buy a single stick of butter, walk out. Um, you know, and and not spend three hundred bucks. That's our plan. Okay. Uh, this. So there was a band from Toronto. They were called Brutal Nights. Uh, they were very funny because uh, Nick Flanagan, who is their lead singer, is a stand-up comedian. And they were also just very um, aggressive and crass and goofy. Uh, so this is from a record they put out in 2012 on Deranged called Feast of Shame. The song is called I Do Nothing, and I'm playing it because it's fun.
there with I do nothing and that's knights like knights of the round table k k n i g h t s so so the, these all these bands that you write about I mean do you and do you actually know them I, mean, I assume you go to see them and stuff like that and so they know you you know them is, is it that small of a in, scene in increasingly because uh, it's it it feels it feels very similar to what I was describing in like those like early years of punk news where we go to punk rock bowling where like there just aren't a lot of people that are doing what I'm doing and writing about um the Canadian music in in this way like there are there, there's like two or three and I'm not I'm not being facetious like there are two or three blogs that are doing it in this country like from a kind of coast to coast standpoint and then there's a handful of like really well done regional publications that are out there but it is it it, it is for whatever reason something that is not able to sustain itself like pe- people will go and, and they'll and they'll do these kinds of things for four or five years and then they'll burn out and they'll vanish um and and maybe that'll happen to me i don't know i've, I've been doing it since 2017 so it, it's it, it, it's maybe coming up on my time to freak out and leave, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but for now, for, for now it's okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, but we, we, we increasingly get to meet more of these people and, and get to get to interact with more of them just cause I think a lot of people aren't talking about them and mm-hmm. I'm getting pretty good at like gumshoeing bands that don't, that don't have any kind of publicist that they're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, where like, I've, I've figured out how to like, like work, work that little grid of band connections in a pretty useful way where I can, I, I can see where one of these, one of these people will go and they'll just like put something onto Bandcamp or put it onto YouTube or even, and just, and just say like, like here's some weird song I wrote. And then, but they, you know, that, that's it. Like they'll, they'll put, they'll put it on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And that, but that's maybe all that they put out. But then, I know who they are, so I can go take it and kind of construct the the story around it. Where I can be like, like you know, Jack Smith from this band went and put out this weird bedroom recording over here, and then I'll get hear back from them where they're like, no one is writing about that at all. I didn't even tell anyone about it, and I was like, okay, well, great, because that's that's where I'm spending well, my and time. You, and you talked about how small the scene was. I assume that this is like you're texting people, going, hey, you want to give me a quote on your new single, or because you a lot of times so, will include so, some some of it. They're the my my the only the only reason I keep Facebook around at this point is so that I can Facebook message certain people and be like, who's in that band, <laughs> and then they can like give me the list mm. of or or more importantly, like who the people the people that are in your band, what bands were they in? That's the question that I'll ask people the most. And and they, they can kind of give me that connective tissue because it's the stuff that I think that like were any of these people had any money and we're actually trying to publicize this stuff. It's the stuff that a publicist would have 
beaten out of them and put together the story around it, which maybe makes me think I should have been a publicist. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, because as, as, as a fan, you would want to know that stuff. So that makes sense. Well, you know? yeah, because, yeah, you have that sort of insight, the fan insight. But the fact of the matter is, have you ever done any publicity work? No. Um, no, no. You know what? The, the extent it's great because I have everything that I should have done in life. I've done once and didn't get paid for it. So I have written an official <laughs> band bio for a band once and like they really liked it. And then the record came out and it was not involved in that at all. And I didn't get paid for it, of course. But like I every everything like that I've done once. I actually wrote something once for Marvel Comics once and Ooh. I did not get paid for it. They owed me 30 bucks. <laughs> well, I've done a little publicity work for friends with labels and things like that. It is the most thankless work, Adam. It's essentially being like the cold call salesman. So luckily I was in a position where I had a lot of contacts. So I had to keep everybody friendly so that on the rare occasion I was going to try to help with something that they would be willing to help me because I had just helped them with their latest project. And it's just so tiring. I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I have a few people that, We'll reach out occasionally for help with something that'll help, but man, it's publicity work is the most thankless work, I think. Oh, and the people oh God, who do like, it, I, the people who do I, I it, I do nothing but delete. Yeah, like uh, they, yeah, like, yeah. My, How my, many my, emails? I mean, still me. No, I very rarely write. I write. I think I've written twenty some odd reviews this year. Um, and I'm real picky, and I'm really, I'm really weaning. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. You know, I'm working my way towards it. I've been threatening to do it for years, but now I can tell it's time because I've slowed down so much. But I, yeah, I probably delete 15, 20 emails a day still. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's I get, crazy. I, 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 I'm on I, every I get tons. Well, I'll say I, I have 20 years of Punk News um, emails going to one account. And then the, sure. the, the, the Some Party account accumulates others. But the yeah, it, it, there's there's a there's a giant deluge of PR emails coming in. And I delete most of them. And it's weird because you get to know like a couple – PR people that you that you trust that they seem to be promoting stuff that you want yeah. to write about and those ones I'll actually focus in on when they come in but yeah. then but then it even goes the other way where like you'll have PR people that you end up knowing but they just they get a contract where they just are writing about some just like total fucking boring shit and they, yeah. they're just pushing it at you and you're just like man like I love you I would like to go out for a beer with you I don't want to write about another fucking skate punk band. Like they all sound the same. Like there are so many bands like, Oh God, like Canada is not a versus like, like there is this scene of bands up here that sound like some cross between like, like lag wagon and strung out. Like they have that kind of like, like nineties fat sound. And sure. there's like, they're like roaches. Like they're, there's just so many of them and they all sound exactly the same. And they're all on the same two or three labels. And I'm like, and, and at this point in my like being stuck in my basement um, world, I would go see any of them in a heartbeat because <laughs> because I need it. But on the other hand, like fuck, there's nothing there. Like I got nothing to talk about yeah. with them. So so you you were last I knew. Now now like I said, we have not. We used to talk to each other almost every week, and now we haven't talked for nine months or so. I'm actually glad we're we're having a conversation because I. It, we hadn't talked for so long. I'm like, well, I hope there's no bad blood between us. I don't remember any, but, you know, these things happen. So, but you were working from home more or less. Are you still working from home or are you going to the office? No, I'm in, I'm in the room that I'm, uh, I'm, that, that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. J J Tom and I haven't talked since the Troubles. The Troubles. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like Northern well, Ireland. Well, we, yes. Actually, it's been longer than that, Adam, because 
like I said, I did like the end of your wrap up, and, yeah, then, well, and I never we, we we didn't we didn't talk like normal adult men don't talk, which is that we yeah just yeah don't. yeah we, we never had any yeah we never had Adam and I have never had a bad word with one another in our lives. I mean never, and, but and yeah, then, it was. I and think then, the silence got too long where it almost got awkward. Like I probably should have reached out after we had those issues and say, Hey Adam, I hope that you, you know, this is nothing, you know, there's never any, but I, it, I, I waited for you. I was, was, like, I was definitely trying to be like, you know what? While I am partially at fault in this whole thing, I definitely feel that like everyone involved does not need me to step in and be punk news dad and smooth it over, which is a thing that I've had to do 500 times. So I just didn't. <laughs> Well, it, it, there's, there was, I don't blame, I don't, I don't blame any, I don't blame you for any of it all at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, and the fact of the matter is I've had one conversation with John and it was half screaming at each other on the phone and that was it. And we've made a sort of, uh, I'm not going to say we're cool cause we're not, but we sort of made a piece and that's, you know, you, you, that's, you, sometimes you, you, that's you two, best. you two need to meet at punk rock bowling and, and deeply deeply embrace each other and look into each other's eyes and I just fuck, just fucking make out I can't for a while and that's worth five minutes of my time and then but. and then john 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 i, I want to speak for him because he's not here and that's what got me in trouble yeah um, yeah and i don't want on the other that. show but yeah. but i will i will speak for him and say that um that that john john deeply loves and respects you and is wounded by um any 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 slight shade that you throw at at, at the at, at the punk news universe whether deserved or not and you guys should totally make out um yeah. that's all i'm saying that's, you're that's talking a, fucking a, bullshit that's now whole, that's enough that's enough <laughs> enough <laughs> enough I can, i'm glad I, I'm, sorry, sorry sorry what what, what were you saying I have, before dogged, all this? I have been a dogged defender of punk news for so many years and the fact that that doesn't get, seem to get weighed on the scale at all, I, I just I just don't have time for any of it, for being honest. So it's, you it's know over. what? It's 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 ha- having been there and like and stuck up for for this this weird brand that isn't even a brand that I control or own or anything have anything to do with that, but it's been in, intrinsically tied to my identity for most of my adult life. Like I, I totally get why it's. It, it, it's sometimes a raw thing to have to, to have to contend with the reputation of. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, what were you saying before? I, all that I really, I honestly, this. I had no desire to get into this. I don't want to. <laughs> sorry, you know, I don't, sorry. I promise. No, 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 no. You're, you're good, man. You're good. No, like I was just getting around to the point that you and I never, as far as I know, you and I never had any bad blood. Well, I'm, and glad, I, and I, I'm glad I, I could. Imagine. I'm glad no, I could bring the two of you that, together. Before that, we were on a we were on a track. We were talking about something, and it is lost us. Oh, okay. I was talking. About, we we used to talk every week, and we don't. So I was like, "You're still working at home." Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We uh, we we went back to work for like two or three weeks in September of last year, where it seemed that everything was going to get better. But what we found was that we would all go back to our office, and then everyone would be fucking scared shitless. So we'd all go into our offices and close the doors, and then have the same call, like the same Microsoft Teams calls that we were having from our houses. But we were at the office and it was very rare that anyone actually like put on a mask and walked into the next office over and talked to them. And whenever it did, it seemed like like someone was really intruding on you in a strange way. So we we, we, we did that dance for a few for a month or two and then things got worse. So we all just went home again. So we've just all been home. And now now we're all home and we've crossed the mental barrier where everyone's like, this is fine. Like we can. We can operate this way. So until things are like legit good and we don't have to we don't have to worry about, um, you know, navigating any strangeness with everyone's 
you know, vaccination status and comfort levels and, and you know, like does, is, is the HVAC in our office properly getting the demons out of the air and all that bullshit that we have to deal with? Are you like, really that We're just going to keep working it? from home. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been back in the office for a year and I don't even think twice about it. I mean, I don't, I don't give it a second thought. That's weird. Uh, That's weird I mean, that you're, you're huddled in your basement <laughs> with yeah, all your Costco we're, supplies we're, buddled around you. Uh, yeah, it is it, it, the it's it's like in the the start of the summer, and I'm sure this is the same for you guys. But like the, the start of the summer, everything seemed rosy, and now everything seems um like it's like it seems like we're on the other side of it. But it also seems like we're just gonna like we're not gonna gracefully land stick the landing out of this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fall out of the fucking pandemic at each other's throats um, yelling at each other. So that, that is where it seems like the things are going up here right now. So, so so you, so you're working at home. So that makes your world a lot smaller, obviously, but are you, are you going to shows or are you not comfortable with that? Or are they not really having them or what's the show status? I mean, is Adam white going out and shoulder to shoulder with people in the stinky clubs or is that not happening? Uh, Up until I feel like a, few weeks ago it was not at least in ontario it was not an option so there was no there there was no shows because like that that level of gathering was not allowed right so well and of course ontario like is like 80 percent of the population of canada i mean it's like where you live is where people live the whole western divide is just like spacious as can be it's just tumbleweeds and yaks and things right yeah um the so the so there there wasn't anything for a long time. Now the everyone got bold and started booking stuff. So there's there's all sorts of things that have, that the, all, all the promoters started booking shows for the for the fall, and most of them seem to be starting in uh, like in like November, November maybe. Um, the, I've seen like one one or two punk bands have been like have have done one of these like ask a punk kind of like basement shows, oh, in, oh, shows right yeah. in, in in September. But but I, I none of them have been anywhere where I could reasonably go to them. So so far so so far I've seen nothing since March of 2020. Wow. Um, the so there are shows that are that are starting to kind of come onto the calendar for the fall. And um, my 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 credit card is testament to this because I'm just fucking buying show tickets. Dude, right? like on I can on to spec this so that this is going to happen, right? <laughs> Three no, hours none away, of them, just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have I have tickets for things that are like next spring, right? But the um so I'm I'm buying tickets for things on the anticipation that they're gonna happen. I think that they're going to happen because just like like I mean I mean so for spring I mean you're, do you have anything for fall or is you, no 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 I I I have I have stuff I have stuff for the fall I think like November is probably the first the first of anything that that seems to be coming up here like there might be something in October that. That, that that I haven't um that I'm not thinking of but like it's so there's definitely stuff now would I be comfortable going to those shows at this point yeah I would like I'm like I haven't I honestly haven't thought about how it would actually feel to to be in the room with with all those people and and doing that like like I, I've not actually put too much thought about that like I assume at this point just given the way things are going that I would be masked because I would probably be forced now, to now but Neil, I, Neil I and I have know. done this and I will tell you it feels great yeah are, are you great masked or not masked no no not, not masked. masked right no. like like I, I I I'm not sure if you are in like if you're in like a little sweaty box with a bunch of people I don't know if the mask is going to do all that much fucking work right but the <laughs> But 
but I, I haven't actually I haven't been forced with walking into the room to actually go like, oh, what do I do now? Right? Like, am I master or not master? I'm not sure what the yeah. what 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 the social norm of it is going to be. But it looks like here I'm looking here. Uh, like yeah, like October 27th, like the first week of November. Yeah. So there's definitely stuff that's coming up. So I keep buying tickets for things, which is COVID aside, going to kill me on a highway because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to keep driving back and forth to Toronto um, in at, at all hours of the night when How my far old is body is not going to be able to handle it. How far is that? Uh, Toronto is, uh, it's an hour and a half ish, depending on traffic. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's a kind of, it's a, it is a long time to drive home after, well, and, and also Toronto has this, um, I assume this is a New York City thing, but I don't actually know. But maybe it's a Chicago thing. It has this big city thing with shows where shows don't start until really fucking late. Right. Um, and and it's and it's. I've heard explanations from people that live there, and it all sounds like bullshit to me. It's like, oh, we don't we get off work and we get on the subway and blah 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 blah. Okay. So so it's it's so nice when I can go to a local show here and it's like done at eleven. It's it's like yeah. oh my god, Dude, right? I've, like, like, I've oh. long championed that. It doesn't make any sense at all that you don't get out of a fucking gig until like one thirty in the morning. I mean, it doesn't the, make any sense. Uh, but then you go to these you go to these shows in Toronto and they don't like the band doesn't show up to start until eleven. Right. Or then there's weird there's weird politics about it sometimes where you'll have the band that is coming that is a touring band will come in, especially on like smaller shows, the touring band will come in and then they will play earlier in the evening because they know that if they play the typical like headliner slot at the end of it, that all the locals are going to bail to try to get on like the last subway out of Dodge or something like that. Right. And there's all this stupid Toronto horse shit that factors into that. Um, for me, I just have to be able to get in a car and not fall asleep before I drive into Lake Ontario. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So, um, so, but I mean, so I don't know. I'm gonna start doing doing amphetamines or something like that, and then I'll be okay with it. Um, so yeah, I I have like a, just I have a shit ton of shows that are in the first three weeks in November. Like, um, nice. like, like the, the point. The point. Pissed at you. Like your wife's oh, gonna be pissed at you. Oh like. uh, yeah, like, but but then but then uh, but like but she hasn't been anywhere either. So for like for some of it, like I don't know. Like there's a there's a band. It's not a punk band, but whatever. But they're playing like two nights in Toronto in the first like 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 a Monday and a Tuesday night in December. So we bought tickets for both nights of that, and you know we have made no like arrangements for getaway. Yeah, like we 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 made we, we don't know where our kids are gonna go or if they're going to school. Like we haven't worked out any of the, or where we're staying. Like there's no logistics about this that have been worked out at all. But it's just this is just like fuck it, we're going to shows again. But I I feel like things will be fine. Like I'm at no more danger of going to shows being being fully va- being fully vaxxed. I I am at no danger more danger going to shows than I am of me sending my kids back to an elementary school that is full of unvaxxed children. So. Yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm good at this point. I'll tell you what, Adam. Let's play let's play another song and then we'll commiserate about that because I actually I actually have some thoughts about a lot of the things you're just saying. So let's uh what's your next what's your next hot number? Your next top four. My, ne- my next hot number. Okay, uh fa- fairly recent song from from a from a band that is that is reasonably active. I mean, active is in air quotes because no one's active. Everyone's fucking stuck in their basements. Sure. Um, but but uh, okay, so uh, TV Freaks is a band out of Hamilton, Ontario. Okay, I uh, I've heard that name before. You must have been playing them nine months ago when we were still talking. I, I, I must have, and I picked the song very <laughs> before you were banned. Reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like this illustrates a lot of like the like a, like a sound that I'm hearing in a lot of these Canadian bands right now, where it, there is a there's a big sort of like like almost like Stooges ish proto punk bent to what's going on, 
but then the drums come in and they're doing this this like motric um like like just german craftworky kind of beat that's on top of it and and there's there's just there's just this weird mishmash of like of of these garage punk bands that are up here that are getting into all this sort of like jammy psych music and it's just all kinds of crazy shit is going on in it and this this song it's called capital i it's from a tv freaks record that came out last year maybe i don't know last year sure that was called people and uh it 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 feels it feels very indicative of a sound that that i think you can see a lot going on up here this is uh, tv freaks out of hamilton
would lie there by the TV freaks. Oh, no, it's funny. It... Some of the, some of those cities are not that far away from me. Like if a band I was wanting to see was in London, I would absolutely drive to London to see them. But if I can get in, I don't know if I can. Get see, in. I would go like, oh, London's pretty far. <laughs> how far? How far is London from you, Tom? How far? I think is I get there like four hours. Yeah. See, Tom doesn't well, think anything of driving like six hours. He, he'll do that in his well, sleep. It's, it's funny you say that, Adam, <laughs> because when shows start going back on sale, I also had a similar freak out. And of course, nothing was in Grand Rapids, so it was like, oh, Milwaukee's only a five hour drive. Indianapolis is a four and a half hour drive. So I went and saw uh, the fall our Zero Boys in Indianapolis, which is about four and a half hours, which was an amazing show. And I went and saw. I just I, I went to Maryland for a punk festival, which was about eight hour drive past Pittsburgh. Um. To see Sloppy Seconds and a bunch of other cool bands. So, yeah, I have been taking in as much as I can. I think part of it's fear that it's going to go away again. And, right. yep. you know, I'm, I'm pushing 50 years old. The fact of the matter is, I don't know that I'll ever make, get back to where I was, you know? What, you mean you number, number, number of gigs, month? you mean? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I have a completely um, a completely different and far, far, more, uh, far more bullshit fear than you do, which is... <laughs> I'm I'm really worried that the thing the 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 human meat sack that I see playing music live music in front of me for the first time since March of 2020 is going to be the dumbest most disappointing shit that I'm going to I'm going to encounter. My wife and I decided the other night when my 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 parents had the kids. Um, and and by the way, saying that is weird. Like my parents had the kids because for the longest fucking time we couldn't do that. Oh, you didn't like, even do that. Oh, no right? kidding. So, um, so yeah, so my, my parents have the kids, so we would actually like be able to go out somewhere. So we were, sure. we're like, so there's a, you know, we're like, oh, let's go to this, this all you can eat sushi place that's by here. And we're going to walk to the all you can eat sushi place because <laughs> that is the responsible way to eat all you can eat sushi. Yeah, you are pushing gonna, 40. Get, get a few steps in, right? Get some steps yeah. in, right? So, so we're, we're walking, we're walking down the main drag in Niagara Falls here. Um, and there's, there's the patios are open again. People are outside and we're walking by all these patios and there's, there's some, some, some jackass with an acoustic guitar sitting on the end of the patio playing, <laughs> playing an Oasis song. Right. And I'm just like, no, like, no, can't I can't. The first live music. I no, it can't. Right. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to plug my ears like a three-year-old and well, just hum to myself because well, I can't Tom, have. Tell him. Oh, Tell them, tell them about our, our, our experience when I came up to see you guys last summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We went to a – there's a big outdoor restaurant, and they, but they were doing, what, like 80s covers or something, right? Yeah, it was, it was like an 80s cover band. That was like it was like July, last July 2020 or something like that. I drove up to see Tom, and that was the first live music we'd seen in months. It was uh, dreadful. But you Well, we hey. – and, and Adam, we also tried going – and I think that might have been this might have been while we were still podcasting, so you might have actually heard me mention this. But we actually went and saw a parking lot show, like a drive-in movie show in Chicago, which was Pegboy, and that was terrible too. Yeah, it was like this is not going to work. Like if this is my choice, I'm probably going to bow out. Yeah, probably going to stay. Home. And I've seen out and that Zero Boy show I saw was outside, and that was really really well done. But it was, but man, the out I, I don't mind seeing an outdoor show if it's done well, but. I don't know that that's where we live, where you get like three months of nice weather. That's not really a viable option, you know. So, anyway, Adam, sorry, are you Adam, still I'm there? Here. I'm here. Okay, I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about the Oasis guys. Really, really. So, dude. So hey, what? Really a, what? Hold on a second. So what? A, what Oasis like song was it? Have... What Oasis song? Um, it's look, the one I can never remember the name of because the no, no, not look Wonderwall. back in anger. Um, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's that a one. Great song. Too. Great song. That awesome song. 
So don't look back in anger at him. <laughs> so one of the things that COVID seems to have killed, which I miss on a personal level, but should be kind of happy about, COVID seems to have killed the buffet restaurant. <laughs> like I don't know if the sushi place you went to, like they brought them to you, like they brought you by the, you know, you ordered it and they brought it to you, but like. We actually had like our old country or not old country buffet. What's the the golden golden corral? corral. Now yes. I had never I had I I had never been there. I swear to you. I mean I've gotten fat as hell during during quarantine, but I'd never went to the golden corral. But it's uh I mean if if the golden corral can shut down, is there any business that can't be touched by this thing? I I, I, I will tell I will tell an anecdotal story here that will make your already long show longer in a way that is probably not useful for anyone. But um it's always, so yeah it's like long. like. Uh, so there, yeah, the buffets are pretty sure are shut. Down. I know buffets are shut down. One of our clients is a buffet, and they are not open. But the um, the sushi, the all you can eat sushi place that we went. Man, to. that's like the fourth time this this podcast you've mentioned sushi, dude. I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so we we, we we go there, and we have. I don't. I think it was the first place I think we've eaten indoors at in in ever. We've, we've been just doing all these patios and things like that. So we're like, like we're going to go indoors. And we're like, like, do we, do we trust in our, our vaccine science or not? We're like, we're going, we're going indoors. We're going to go inside. So, so we went inside and we, and it was fine. And none of us are dead yet. But the, the server at one point comes over and she's like, she's like, you've been here before. And we're like, no. And she's like, but we've been to like the other place down the street. And she's like, okay, we own both those places. We're like, oh, great. So same, same deal. We're going to give you an iPad and you can, you know, put in all your shit on the iPad and then we'll come and punch it into the kitchen from there. And it's like, all right, great. I hate and then she starts to walk away from the table and she turns around and she looks over her shoulder and she goes, do you know about the robot? <laughs> we're like, we don't know about the robot. No. What do you mean by the robot? And there's a fucking robot. And there's a, there's like a, they have this R2D2 that comes out of the kitchen. That's like, like about that size. Um, it had like, it had like, like a, like a big screen for a face that had like a cat face on it or something. And, what the fuck? It, it it had three, like its body was open, like its big can shaped body was open and had three shelves on it. So it would drive out of the kitchen and over to your table and then stop in front of your table and do a little do a little pirouette and then one of those shelves would light up and that was the one that had all your shit on it. And then you would you would like you take your food out of the robot's bowels and then thank <laughs> it, and then it would drive away. And like an old fashioned were, jukebox. But yeah, but th there were actual servers every once in a while that would like bring you something. So the robot was like there competing with the human labor to do the job. Oh, and, wait, like, do I still point, have to go? Do I still have to go twenty percent for that, Adam? I mean, yes, well, you do. But, like at, at one point. Someone had a birthday, and the two servers came out of the the kitchen to come sing them a little birthday song, um, which which really, if you think about it, is one of those unnecessary things that COVID should have gotten rid of. But whatever, right? The servers come out there to sing a birthday song, and the robot went with them and was like playing birthday music. Oh my its, god! It's, it's either the worst or the best thing ever. I can't figure out which it, one. <laughs> I was. I, I mean, it, it it is. It's horrifying for all sorts of reasons, but I was so into it at the time. You right? should have taken I'm, pictures. I'm like, Did you take pictures awesome. of it? Oh, we took pictures because well, we okay. kids, so were right? you so into it because it was like not only all you could eat sushi, but also all you could drink sake. It was not all you can drink sake. It was just uh. so stupid. It was just so stupid. But 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 also. You can't help but sit there and try to figure out, well, at least me, I can't sit there and f try to figure out how it's working. I'm like, I'm like, this thing is kind of like a Roomba. 
right? Yeah. Like it's driving it's, it's vacuuming it as it goes. It doesn't know, like it knows not to fall down the stairs or what. I don't know how. I don't it know sounds like a nineteen seventies episode of Doctor Who or something. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a good robot. It's like canine. It was like, yeah. it was like that. Uh, it was like that that thing in Logan's Run in the ice caves where it's just like made of um, made of foil, right? Like it, like it like it, it wasn't wasn't very good, but it was it was a legit robot. I, I and... hold on. Are you sure there wasn't a midget inside of it? <laughs> like Are we Land sure? Lost or something? No, no, because it was full of shelves, right? Well, it was full of shelves. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Adam. We want you to send us photos of that so we can put them up in our podcast group because that's amazing. Uh, I, I, I will see. I will see if we have one. I'm sure we took some for the kids because it was it was dumb. That does sound great until it starts kidnapping the kids, mm. <laughs> locking them in its right. shelf. Adam, let's do another <laughs> song. We're gonna, uh, the songs uh, are going to get more bunched together now so that we can go to bed before midnight. Yeah. Okay. So, so with with that, with that, do do I keep the two or you just want to do one? No, keep the two. No, we can do two. Yeah. Keep the two. Okay. All right. Then I'll I'll do them in this order here. Uh, this this in in the spirit of of not having a plan, um, I'm going to play uh, a song by the Handsome Brothers because I cannot stop thinking about uh, No Means No because they're great. And whenever I want to think about something that sounds good, I will turn on a No Means No song. So, um, so Handsome Brothers, if you don't know, have you played Handsome Brothers on your show? We have not, actually. Have you played No Means No on your show? I don't think we have. Oh, my God. I like No Means No, but I don't think we have played them, no. Oh, my. All right. So, No no, no, no Means No are a punk band out of uh, Victoria, B.C. Um, They were on, they released a bunch of stuff through Alternative Tentacles. All their stuff is incredibly hard to find right now and super expensive because, uh, I don't know, rights reasons. Uh, Apparently, that's all getting reissued soon, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, But... No, no means no played with like this like the 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 bass tone on no means no stuff was insane like like that that band sounds like nothing else and they were just like just wild-eyed craziness um in, in a pl- playing like really technical punk rock in a way that is not horrible because i know whenever you think of like i don't know people say technical punk rock they usually mean like sounds like strung out and that's not what i want in the world but um but fuck man no means no was incredible so the Hanson brothers was everyone from no means no playing dumb ramon songs about hockey so um so it was that <laughs> I, re- I remember that is I do remember. The, so this, that is the conceit so uh we're gonna play a song so they, they had a record that came out in uh what 20 2002 or something like that that was called my game that was meant to look like black flags my war mm-hmm. and um and this is a song from that that is uh, that is fun. It's literally just the song I was listening to earlier today, which is why it's on the list. Uh, so this is Give Me Anything by Handsome Brothers. <laughs> Shut the 
the Hanson brothers there with Give Me Anything. And uh, I'll tell you what, they were like 20 years ahead of their time. Because now there are so many like themed Ramones core bands. Like there's the Von Erics and the Jasons, you know, and uh, I, I guess you don't want to say Master Intruder and stuff. It, 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 it fits this weird notion that I had really early in the punk news days that I'm not sure is, is a good thing now, but at, like, you know, like, well, like, like at any given time in our lifetimes, um, well, not, not, not you, Neil, cause you're like hundred years old, but for the rest of us, <laughs> like, like, like I, I've not been alive in a time where people have been like, like, oh, rock, rock and roll is dead and is going away. And it's like, okay, so rock, rock and roll, rock and roll is dead. Punk's dead. It's all going away. But then I always, I always thought like, well, you could go, you go see like uh, you go to a jazz club and see like some band playing jazz, right? And no one is sitting around debating, oh, jazz is dead, right? It's no, it's like there's a band that's playing jazz. It's just it is a thing that certain enthusiasts. It's do. just a room full of people who really don't like what they're listening to, but are pretending to because they want to <laughs> yeah, right? yes. So in the, in the same way that you can go to certain places and hear someone playing jazz or someone playing the blues, and no one is debating over whether like the zeitgeist has ended or whatever, right? You could just go see that. The same way there's going to be like people playing Ramones music forever. And it's just going to be like going to your local jazz bar, but you're going to go see like the, you know, the, the Billies or whatever. And it's just going to be a bunch of guys playing Ramones songs and it'll be fine. Cause, cause it's good. Well, yeah, but yeah, mm. but, the, but these days it's taken a step further. Cause like I say, they're all in the certain theme, like the Jasons are all dressed up in like horror outfits. Yeah. It's wrestling and it's, you know, masked intruder. They're all criminals. It's, you know, so they it's, all have themes it, now. It's got to be very difficult to write the songs in such a narrow topic. I always wonder how these, like a master intruder, you know, we've talked about this, Neil. They sort of painted themselves into a corner. Very much Man, so. Man, that first album was great, but every everyone after that seems like it's a little not quite as good. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I'm convinced that you could be any band, and during your set, you could play a couple of remote songs. Everyone would be totally cool with it. Absolutely. Like, like, Absolutely. like, it, like it is, like, it is the perfect rock and roll like, like I, I want to say filler, but like filler sounds like like I'm 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 speaking ill of it, but I'm not. Nah, like, it's universal, like, man. It's right, like, like that's that, that's just it. Like so, like I mentioned like earlier, like uh, some party is named after a Constantine song, right? So the, none of the punk till I die people are gonna want to listen to the Constantines. It's not your thing. But the like I remember seeing them once playing in like the basement of the University Center in in Guelph, and cool. just in the middle of their set for no particular reason, they played uh like Bonzo goes to Bitburg, and it was just like, I'm like, this is great. Like, this is like, like, I don't need to know why all of a sudden they're playing this song. I just know that I like this song. It's a Ramon yep. song. Everything is good in the world because this is being played on stage by a band with guitars. See, if I, I, it did see, not matter if, if it sounded anything like the rest of their set. If I was in a band like that, I'd be a little concerned about that. Because what happens if they play that and the audience, they get a much, much better reaction from the audience than they did for <laughs> the rest of the, for the, rest of the horrible <laughs> Well, that's songs. okay. Then you go home and you have learned something <laughs> as a band about the kind of music that you should be playing. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying that like, it's like, it's like sprinkles on ice cream at this point. Sure. Like, just like, just put no, them in your, put them in your set. You're totally right. Because like, like my kids don't care about punk rock. My wife doesn't care about punk rock, but they all love the Ramones. You know, it's just it has a a universal appeal that extends beyond punk rock, I think. So. So. Hey, yeah. So and talking of talking about that, Adam. So when you go home, you go. Well, you don't go home from a hard day's work. You leave your, <laughs> you leave your office. Downstairs. You leave your office room <laughs> and you go down to the basement or whatever you do these days. But and you put something on. Are you like purely playing pretty much Canadian stuff or do you do you 
not care where things come from really and this is just what you do for your hobby the canadian thing no, I mean, it, it. it's a lot of what I play just because those are the shows that I tend to go to. So if I'm there and I'm buying merch from the band, that tends to be the record that I'm getting while I'm there. But um, it's certainly not I'm not self-selecting for it or, or anything like that. Like I'll the, 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 the it's just that like the, the more that I am writing in this weird little silo, the more that that starts to become more and more of just the stuff that mm-hmm. I have around that isn't like a classic or something like that. So, so I don't know, like, like the, I'm looking at my record player right now and like, like, um, like, like Husker Du's like new day rising is sitting there. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, where it, it's something like that, that like, I would have clearly known it from my like punk news tutelage. Right. Where, 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 but I mean, that's not, Minnesota is pretty close to Canada. <laughs> yeah. They're almost Canadian. Uh, well, sure. Basically. Right. But, 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 the, but the, but the, but at the same point, like where I'm not going to, and this is where, this is where I will have probably a problem in trying to interact with the rest of the world at some point when we can actually see people is I, I'm so up my own ass with what I'm doing here that I don't know what the new hot band is that people are into. Like, like, like whatever it is that is like the punk band du jour that, that everyone is talking about or something like that, I probably haven't heard. And that's, that's the danger with what I'm doing is that like, I, especially when you talk about like PR emails is I'll go through my PR email list and I'll be like, Oh, I got to put together this week's edition. What do I got? And I'm just like scanning and I'm just like, you know, from, from Texas delete, right? Like North Carolina deletes. Right. And I'm like, I don't have time to listen to any of this shit right now. I have to get to the stuff that I have to do. So my, uh, my my non-Canadian stuff is from like, you know, 2005 and earlier. I feel at this point, and but that's okay. I I've I've I I have a really unorthodox read on the way that rock and roll works at this point, which is that there is enough of it being made, and it's probably fine, and whichever of it you encounter is good. Like there's, there's like, there's, you know, like there's, I mean, you can use the Ramones as an example, but it's like hardcore, right? Like there's tons of, of hardcore bands that play sort of like, you know, generic sounding hardcore. And if you were to walk upon any of them on stage and you were in the mood for that, it'd be great. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm just not at the point in my life where I need someone to sit down and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hardcore is good, but this is the hardcore band right now. This is the good one. I'm just like, ah, you know what, whatever. Like, where are they from? Like, you know, I keep picking on Texas, right? Where are they from? They're from San Jose, right? Like, okay, like I'll, I'll put that on my list of things to do in between the 50 other things I have to do in the day. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm becoming this like, yeah, I'm becoming the guy in the jazz club where like, I just want to, I just want to hear some jazz, right? <laughs> where yeah. it's, He's there and he's, it, and he's it, fucking berate eating sushi. Yeah. And like you said, you don't really, like you said, you don't talk to a lot of punk rock people anymore regularly, but Neil and I do. It's kind of our, we have a lot of groups that we kind of hang out with online and I have some people I see in real life, you know, and when people tell me now, Hey, you need to check this out. It's like a burden. It's like giving me a book. It's like, no, don't do that to me. Don't do that. I don't have time. And it's like, I, I, I like to spend half my time listening to my favorites and maybe, or maybe three quarters of my time now listening to my favorites and maybe like a quarter of my time listening to new stuff. But uh, uh, I think I've come to the realization that trying to keep up with anything is, is, is a total, like it's a total status game. Like it's a total bullshit thing that, that people put upon themselves, but it has no basis in reality. Because if you want to actually look at what the musicians in these bands are listening to, it's way far down the, down the rabbit hole. than you as a listener, whatever, whatever go. And it's like the one it's thing. Are they just, are like, they just saying that to seem hipster? No, no, 
the, it's like, the, oh, yeah, my, our new record all, sounds like Black Sabbath recorded with a microphone up your mm-hmm. ass, but our biggest influence was early Bowie. No, no, <laughs> it's, 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 weird, it's weirder than that, where I'll look at all these guys that are in, that are, that are, and, that are in bands that release after release that comes out are playing rock and roll music of the kind that is perfectly as you would expect and in no way um, uh, on a strange tangent, okay? And you'll look at the things that they're they're Instagramming about and they're talking about, and they're all like, they're nerding out amongst each other because it's, it's small groups of people. They're nerding out uh, with each other amongst like, like strange new ambient music and stuff like that. Where, oh, where that, that has nothing to do with the sound that they're in, but you can tell that like amongst the three or four people that are in that conversation, they've all decided that this is the deep dive that they're going to go down. And, and, and they're, tr- they're trying to one up each other on like the, like the, the obscure weird, like, hmm. like music to grow your plant to style music that they're, that they're finding out there. And you just, you look at that going on and you step back for a second and you go, Hey, that's wonderful that people have a hobby and that's, that's great. But I don't feel that I need to keep up with any of these yeah, Joneses no. because no, none I, of this, n- none of it has any bearing on on reality. And I can't even fucking leave the room I'm in, so I don't care. This band sounds great. It sounds like a sack of doorknobs being thrown down a staircase. <laughs> yeah, there's too there's too much stuff. If you, uh, that's the thing. There's too much stuff, right? So well, the, it, it, I mean, everyone everyone laments the fact that oh, like like rock and roll isn't at the center of the cultural universe anymore, but. That's that's fine. Like, okay, so it's not. So, so you, there's lots of stuff, and it's all out there, and you can be into any of it if you want. And, you know, I, I'm not obliged to have to acknowledge any of it. It's the, it, we're not in the age anymore where someone's gonna walk over and be like, "You've never heard the Rolling Stones, right?" Like, this is whatever. Like, no, I haven't heard any of these. There's whole genres that exist that I'm ignoring because just based I'm on old the name of genre. Just we're just like just because I don't even have I don't even have the tech to understand it like there's I'll, I'll get press releases and they're like they're like oh this this band sounds like you know all of your hyper pop heroes and i'm like i don't know what hyper pop is do i need to know what hyper pop is no, no you like, don't. I, I, like, like i don't know right i don't know what that is and it's like oh it became really popular on tiktok i'm like i don't even know how to go there <laughs> right? yeah, like, yeah tiktok is definitely i think lost on anyone over 30 but it's fun because i just want to hear someone play a ramon song so i don't yeah it, Right, like, eh, like it, it's yeah. okay. No, I agree. I'm okay with well, that. And you get, and you get to the point too, where you get to a certain age, and you're like, listen, I, I only can listen to so many records before I die. I'm not gonna sit there and listen and torture myself. I know what I like for the most part. You know, I'll, I'm a little, I'll try to be a little bit open minded, but I'm not gonna try to take on. I'm not gonna at 48 years old. I'm not gonna like take a deep dive into hip hop. I just don't care. You know what I mean? I, I, listen, I'm sure it's great music. Enjoy it, but I'm not gonna do. It. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not against, yeah, I'm not against a new band at all. And, and there's nothing that I find more thrilling than just like some band that shows up that is playing the, something that sounds like very, like that, that is playing rock and roll in a way that sounds very exciting and vital and and has that. Luckily that's not true with literally 95% of the new bands you hear, but it is fun to catch that one new band that does that. Right. So, so when that, when that happens, like I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally down with it. Like I'm not. I mean, the the one thing that I'm glad I got out of the habit of, and and, and I had that thought was like when you're young and you're you're kind of getting into music, you're always like, okay, I'm into these three or four bands, and then you're into like, oh, I'm into these like eight or ten bands, and then those those 
the, of those like say like 13 bands that you're into all of a sudden they start releasing their next record and then you're like oh so hold on a sec every time this happens i'm gonna have to buy like 13 more records i only make 13 bands that I, I only make 40 dollars a week right <laughs> where, where, where you realize that like like because because i i definitely had this like i had that thought at some point when i was younger i'm like i'm like i like the bouncing souls so i'm gonna buy the next bouncing souls record and then i'm gonna buy the next bouncing souls record and then like at, at a certain point i'm like i'm not enjoying these next it's bouncing kind of souls records yeah. but uh, but I am, but I am quote unquote a fan. So I gotta, I gotta yeah. keep, keep buying them for, forever. <laughs> no, I struggle with that too, dude. No, I get that. I but now that. I just don't, I don't care. There's the well, like 50, 500 bouncing soul records. Godspeed. I actually, I actually want to blame you for something. I'm blaming you for a, a, a rise of something that happened in the, in the music play blame world. Can- the great song, Blame Canada. The great yes. Song like, I'm going to bl- blame an Adam. Blame and I'm blaming yes. Adam for the, for the rise of, uh, or for the comeback of cassettes. I'm blaming you for that completely. <laughs> 100%. Because I didn't hear anyone talking about cassettes until you started talking about it. Are you... Well, that's just because you're not talking to the right people. These kids love their cassettes. Are you but still doing that cassette have... thing, Adam? I mean, are you still, are you still doing that? I, I mean, I've, I've, I've released one officially like through some party as like as like a little fun project and then COVID happened so that that got all fucked up um we released a few that were that were that were really fun actually that john put together through punk news um and that was kind of my inspiration for going out and trying to do that on my own uh john john has this like well you know john like she has absolutely just like maximalist energy so the ones that we put out through punk news are just full of like goofy skits and stuff like that and they're they're super super well suited to the medium um the, the the cassette thing is purely an economic factor and i i've realized that i gotta i gotta i gotta get off like like yeah a cassette is by all accounts a dumb audio format like don't get me wrong i get that but there comes a point where like i want to go see a band i i want i will i will give them some extra money because they have pleased me Uh, so i want some sort of tchotchke from their merch table we want I don't need I don't vinyl. need another T-shirt. You need vinyl. I lo- yeah. Oh, oh, I will take the vinyl 100% of the time if it's there. The problem is that it's not right now because there's a glut. Like there's a there's a glut. There's a there's a bottleneck, right? Like pressing. Yeah, it's pressing. It, like like pressing pressing vinyl was was expensive in the first place. And I mean, I definitely like when I put out the some party cassette that we put out. I went and looked about doing that as a as a seven inch at the time. And it was just like, I'm like, oh, hold on. If I go do this as a seven, it's going to cost me $2,500 to actually make this happen, right? Like it was, as opposed to like a few hundred bucks to get the cassettes made. Like it was a, it was a huge did difference you, in cost. Did you, did you break even on the cassettes? Uh, probably not. No, I can't imagine I did, right? No, because also my, my whole thing was- you gave again, the bands I, copies. And I gave that. the bands fucking tons of them, right? Like like I, I made a run. I made a run of like way more than I should have. I made something like 200 cassettes or something like that. And then I sent like each of the five bands that were on the thing, like they each got- a big pile of that and i kept i don't know like 40 or 60 or something like that at the cell like i gave most of now the problem is that i gave the bands all these cassettes and then COVID happened so they're all just sitting on those cassettes so like they're not uh, actually yeah. be able to sell them from merch tables or anything so like that did you but, do so did you do downloads and like when you go to a show and buy no a tape? no no see i didn't specifically for 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 reasons so, so going back to neil's thing i would totally buy vinyl if it was there the problem with like a lot like if you if you are um if you're some scuzzy little basement band you know playing out of dartmouth nova scotia that's just recorded you know three songs with your buds that all sound like they were recorded in a tin can you're, you're not going to go make seven inches of those especially yeah, CD, the, not for the cost cd would be better than cassettes i'd take a cd over cassettes any day 
Right, but but you're not going to make vinyl because. But meanwhile, Neil, when's the last time you bought B, a CD? It's going to take when's the last time eight you bought a CD, months. Neil? Well, I've, I bought a CD more recently, and I bought a fucking cassette. I can yeah, like, guarantee <laughs> you that. <laughs> but so so so, but if I'm at the merch table and they got a little cassette, you know what? It's like it's like it's like a collectible pack of matches kind of thing, right? Uh, like if I never even play the thing, five, I'm just five like, bucks or something, right? it's five bucks. They get five bucks. I got a cool little thing. It's just, it ah, I don't know. It's like, yeah. like culturally, culturally, I'm a fan of it. Right. You know, that said, I, I, I unplugged the, I unplugged my speakers from my turntable the other day and plugged them into the like the old cassette deck that I stole from my parents' house. That is my, you know, my my, my official because I have like a stack of cassette decks in my closet. This is my this is my going one right now. And put in one of my new tapes and it fucking ate it. And I was just like, God damn, this <laughs> there you go. Oh, it, there right? you go. That's the perfect um, reason like we went moved away yeah, from cassettes. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's contentious, right? But it's it's something. I don't know. There's something about a CD that just I. I have a mental blockage about at this point, and I can't do it. I oh yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I hate CDs too, but I, just cassettes is. I mean, it's just like resurrecting it. It's like bringing back a VHS VHS tape or something. Honestly, if 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 they replaced cassettes with if if all the bands decided we're not going to do cassettes anymore, we are going to do nicely made um, like collectible trading cards, like yes. like a fucking baseball thing. Yes, I would buy that. Right, sure. G- g- give me that. It, it has the same. So it's a download this, it, with a. It has the same yeah. emotional connection to what I'm trying to achieve here as as I would be buying a tape or something. Well, it takes less along. shelf so, space too. <laughs> there's, there's, that, that's yeah, I guess that's that's true. You can that you All really right. get into it. You know the the, and... the the guy who did our t-shirts. So how are the t-shirts, Neil? They good? They're fantastic. Yeah, and they even come. Excellent. They even came in individually packed plastic bags. Oh no, kidding. Yep. Well, the With guy the size on them, the... like professional. Nice. The guy who did our T-shirts this last run, he runs a cassette label, and we may have to have him on and talk to him because he does something really interesting. Actually, he runs a little label, cassette label called Sexy Baby Records, out of Chicago. So maybe we'll delve a little deeper into the cassette thing, or just call him up to her, or just have him on to harass him. So anyway, we'll see. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually very impressed with these. They, re- I mean, they're pretty much ready to send well, out thanks, inside Mike. these looking plastic forward, bags. Looking forward to it. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, my it'll still pull down over my COVID belly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a quadruple extra we large. We did get or like an extra three X in case I in case I need. I was planning on two X, but you know who knows? Maybe I could use the extra. Well, I can't wait to run around at Punk Rock Bowling, Neil. In our matching T-shirts, it'll be like an outfit. Yeah, like and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll get chased around by all those bands that I've dissed over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there'll be no Canadian bands there to fight with because they can't get in. Hey, talking hey, of, I, talking I, of, I, talking I of had, Canadian bands, I, hold I on. Two, yeah. Um, did I? I've, I mean, I don't know how many of our episodes you've ever listened to, but we had a killer one with the guy from the Daglow Abortions. That was the uh, one the of Creed, our best episodes was, ever. Was, was I, 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 I was I was listening to it the other day in, in, in prep for this. That band scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, they're so good. Did you like his pedophile jokes at the end? <laughs> it's what I expected. Um, the, <laughs> so like, like, what, what, you could wait, tell wait. That he had been cooped up for a while, man. I feel like he would have talked to us for like four hours. I believe they're going to put out a new album, so I, hopefully we can get a return return visit. I, I was just old enough when I, or I was just young enough when I was getting into music that they, the, the, the stuff that they had in market was just from a cover art standpoint, just scared the bejesus <laughs> yeah, out of me. Yeah. yeah. So good. 
So good. I'm Adam, sorry. sorry. Adam, I, I, were, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah, Adam had some thought. He probably lost it now because. Nope. Oh. Did you lose your Did you lose your thought, Adam? I, I don't know what it was. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sure. It's, it's I'm... that Canadian. It's that Canadian stoner, Adam, the mellow Canadian stoner. <laughs> he lost his train of thought. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm probably going to let him go to bed anyway. Uh, my wife's home from getting her hair done. Appears to have drank quite a bit of wine, so maybe I should try <laughs> oh, boy. my chances. Trouble. Yes. Trouble. Some trauma tonight. We'll um, see if I'm having another drink or heading to bed. We'll see. So, what's your last song, buddy? Uh, I I just you you have this show. It is talking about um, old punk rock for old people. You should yes. be playing more more teenage head than I assume that you are playing. We have um, never played teenage head. That's a good choice. So this is uh, so this was this was Canada's Canada's Ramones. So this was uh, from their self titled album in 1979. It's Kissing the Carpet from the first Teenage Head record. There you go. In the morning, I get together And I get up and leave this place But for now, I've dropped down To the carpet with my face Oh, 
teenage head there with kissing the carpet. Um, yeah, teenage head. They get immediately canceled these days just for the name alone, right? Wouldn't every band get canceled? Pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know. That's we're a topic for another show, I guess. I, th- I think we wore Adam out. I think he might have passed out in his basement down well, there. Well, it's, it's funny because Adam <laughs> is in. Adam is like smart to walk away from that like leadership role at at uh, Punk News, just because if we do really anger somebody up, he won't get the letters. I don't know who the letters will go to. I think most of they just come to us if they get pissed on us, but do. I don't know. Yeah, the angry Swedish so. guy or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Our nemesis. Yes. But uh, anyway, it was really nice catching up, Adam. I think this might be something that we have to do like once a year or something just to make sure we're, you know, still not on the same page or something like that. Oh, I mean, I have such a list of material that I had put together when 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 uh, when Neil was like, pick some songs. I'm like, I have like a million songs on a list. And, 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 and most and most of it is sort of is is trying to like write an injustice where I'm just like, a band I'm like, I don't know what they play on their show. But 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 on their show, if they ever played, you know, if they ever played Tommy and the Commies, if they played the Nils. Like we we gotta we gotta fix this problem. Yeah, we never did do the Nil. I know or, uh, the Nils or the Dirty Nil. We haven't played either. Nils, the Nils, the, the 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 Quebec's answer to the replacements in the eighties. I don't think I know them. Huh. Well, and we are definitely more music intensive than than what we used to do, where we played one song each. We t- t- tend to play six to eight songs a week. Yeah, we do. So. Yeah. Now I've played. Um, that's, I've, I've played a lot of Canadian psychobilly, Adam. Uh, played a lot of Creep Show and Brains and stuff like that. So I've played some of that on the show before. But we've done a lot of Diglo abortions. I yep. think, feel like we've done some. We had that Canadian author on. I feel like we played quite a few. We played a couple of Canadian songs. I think we maybe played some DOA stuff like that. Yeah. It's 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 kind of lost. Even after only that's why I can't imagine you doing 500 episodes of Punk Punk News podcast because we're at 128 and it's really like a blur at this point, kind of. So that's yeah. You know what? It's again at this point, no one listens to this except for like five or six people in Germany that pretty much old decide people. that they like yes. they they like the conversation that you two have with well, each other, thing, which is which is really the way the Punk Juice podcast worked too. So well, I think that it's definitely. I would say that we have a cult following. We have a limited potential. You know, it's not like we're gonna. This is never. Yeah, we're not gonna be Joe Rogan. We're not gonna be. Uh, you know, we're not going to break through to that level, but you know, people seem to enjoy it. And we have, we have enough like people that are super devoted to it, that if it really was those five or six people, we'd probably still do it. And and the good news is every one of them buys records too. They're all old farts. Yeah, they, they, all buy, they all buy idol. <laughs> we always, we, we, we punk die die podcast, Adam selling tens of records. Mm-hmm. That's our slogan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know from having a like email newsletter where I know the subscriber base too, that like there is a total limited. Yeah ceiling for the amount of people that give a shit about any of this stuff and the you know as long as you're talking to them and they seem happy then you're yep. you're, you're and, well, you, and, and are you doing it for the right reason or are you not if you're doing it for the right reason that's not that important right yeah yeah i mean you know when rolling for 20 years here and i still haven't gotten paid by anyone so there exactly, we go exactly well that's not going to change today adam i'm <laughs> yeah, sorry about that I would I'm, I would even send you a T-shirt, but the postage you can is insane. So you're probably uh, going to be. Out you of can give me a T-shirt when I can finally cross the border and we can go to that there fucking show we were supposed to go to. We had actually talked a couple of years ago. Neil was going to, or Neil, Adam was going to go to a show in Madison, and I was about halfway, and we were going to meet up, and that was like one of the first COVID casualties, right? Yeah, it took spring me of, forever to get my money back. Spring of nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it. That stuff is very nerve wracking. You know, we're going to we're going to be in. Uh, 
At Punk Rock Bowling in a week, theoretically. Yep. Oh, that's right. She a little has, over yeah, a week. It's a week and a couple of days, yeah. And I should be looking forward to it. As I mean, the lineup is killer. I'm totally looking forward to seeing the bands, but I still have this sense of sort of dread about it. Like, I'm not going to, until I'm standing there and the bands come on, I'm not going to, you know, that dread I don't think is going to be gone. So well, the fun, uh, the, I, I, I there was, was a time at Punk Rock Bowling back back in the in the day when we used to go where I, I got accosted by two of the post jello singers of the dead Kennedys in a weekend. <laughs> well, and they were angry at you for things that punk news had said, because we were very pro jello in our, uh, <laughs> in our commentary. Well, what did they... I used to be very pro jello too. I think I might be pro skip Nick Skipperson now or whatever his name is. It's like, like all of a sudden someone's poking me in the back and I turn around and it's Brent and I'm, I'm like, hello. And then, then this, this like oh, this huge Cruz. but short guy's brace. Like, he's like, I'm Brandon Cruz. And I had to like think for a second and I was like, Oh fuck. But yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, he was the guy from uh, the guy from Starlight Thirteen's brother, Girl. right? Yeah, Doctor 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His brother, his brother played guitar for Starlight Thirteen. Yeah, his yeah. name is something else. Cruz. I yep. can't remember. Former child know. star. There's some Nardcore band. Yeah, of course you met Eddie's father. They're playing. There's some Nardcore bands playing punk rock bowling that I'm looking forward to see. Doctor No's supposed to. Be yeah, Doctor cool. No's playing. Yeah, so we'll see Brandon Cruz. As a matter of fact, oh. we'll we'll oh. we'll we'll say hello for you. Yes. <laughs> we, we 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 uh we worked it out. Of course you did. You're a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a happy Canadian. You're a nice Canadian. Well, when you get two you guys all ready to beat your ass, you become very diplomatic, don't you? <laughs> I don't know, Tom. If I've got you as backup, if I've got you as backup, if I've got you and Scott as backup, no, I'm not going to be diplomatic Here's at all. Here's the secret for Scott and I. We're, we're very large, and yeah. both of us can scrap. I mean, I, I never turned my back on a fight in my life, but I'm only good for like 30 seconds now. <laughs> and I go to like cardiac arrest. So if I don't kill you in the first 30 seconds, you'll probably be all right. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll give it a go. All right. Listen, parting words, Adam. Words of wisdom. Tell yeah. Well, and also tell tell us where we can find your lovely newsletter. Oh, uh, did he already so, do that, Neil? I told you to have him do that earlier when I was. No, on. I we, thought we, we 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 talked about it. We didn't give it like a year. Okay, yeah. it's uh, we talked about um, other interesting you have, stuff. Tom. You have a Facebook, right? Nope. <laughs> That's a problem. No, that's that, that that's the point. That was that was very much the point. I didn't want I didn't want a fucking Facebook or a Twitter account well, for it or a some part of Facebook. You don't. No, I don't. I don't. Well, it's I just it it, it is it it is it is email, and that is all. So um how, yes. How, how do people get on the list to learn about all these obscure uh, so, things? So, so some some party dot ca s o m e p a r t y dot ca is ca uh, stands for Canada. Ca stands for Canada. Yeah. Cassette. It stands yeah. for. It stands for cassette. So, so okay, I, I was going to let you go because we always go too long. But, okay, so when you originally were doing it, you were doing it on Sunday, right? Yeah. And then I noticed – I definitely have noticed that it, it after a while, it, it's definitely – now it might be every 10 days or every couple of weeks. So is this just like – see, now my, my purpose now with everything I do with all my punk rock stuff is I don't really want any stress. So if it causes me stress, I'm either shedding it or just not taking it so seriously. So if you kind of come to that point with the like, you're going to put it out as often as you can, and but not let it become like something you hate or or yeah. Well, the... I mean, so it, yes, but um, so the, I am I am intending to not make it drive me crazy. Um, it took me a little while to realize that that uh, no one no one ultimately cares what day i put it out on so sure. um I don't, I don't know why i'm trying to hold myself to an artificial deadline it's like i, I can't do anything without finding a way to make myself miserable about it people are always yelling at us about what days we need to put these podcasts out on right. so I, I feel like, no, 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 no one cares when they get a fucking email especially when the conceit of the email is that i don't care when they was 
look at it, right? So like it, it should be fine. When, no, to be honest, the boring answer to this is um, so Sunday nights used to be a good night to sit down and do that stuff because my kids would go to bed because they're going to school on Monday morning and, you know, that that would be fine. Um, my, uh, my, 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 my lovely wife, who I love, uh, went and uh, decided to open a hair salon in the middle of COVID. And when, um, when she's open, it's great. But that also means uh, she has like barber hours that she's working. So they're closed Saturdays and Sundays, which means mm. Sunday night is totally a hang out and drink beer with your wife night. Uh, it is not a sit around and write about punk rock night. I thought every night was a sit around and drink beer with your wife night, but I could be wrong. wonder why that shirt doesn't fit anymore. All right. <laughs> Indeed. Listen, Adam. It's it's like I said. It's been a real pleasure catching up with you, and we will do it again someday. Like like I'm sure we'll just be sitting there. You'll be in your basement, and I'll be in my basement, and our minds will meet, and they'll be like, "Wow, it's been a really long time since I talked to Adam." It, it, talk to whenever Adam. you want. It it was a pleasure. Your people are gonna be all mad because I'm not talking about. Um, Ask. I don't know, like the Cockney rejects. Or oh no! Believe 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 me. We've had guests that I we've had. Know. What we we've, yeah. we've probably covered a lot more variety than you'd imagine over yeah. the. Well, I mean, so, last week, last week you had a show that was both about shitting dramatically <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and you were playing what Soul Asylum and Local H. So yeah. I don't really feel too bad about anything. Hey, and by the way, Mike, the mailman was not happy with that Local H song at all. He said no. he, that got him very angry. <laughs> I'm glad he's texting you and not me. Yeah. This yeah. is the level of interaction we have with our people. Yeah. Adam, they just <laughs> hate mail just comes directly to our cell phones. They don't yes. email it to us. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, thanks, man. Hey, good luck. Everybody check out some party CA. And uh, especially I know we have a few Canadian listeners, at least. So check it check it out. And uh, you don't have to be Canadian to like it, but it helps. And uh, <laughs> check it out. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Adam. Thanks and for coming on. Any unhappiness right. with if you're unhappy about anything with this podcast, you just reach out to Adam White because apparently he still has some editorial power at Punk News. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Punk News legal department. Get anyway, Neil, say your thing. Yep. Keep a little, keep a little uh, mark in your heart and stay free. And uh, we'll smell you later. Yeah. Hang on after the pod. Hang on after we stop recording, Adam. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. See you all next time. Bye bye. Yeah.